1: Hello everybody and welcome to Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by David McDonald. Uh, David, I'm sitting in front of the TV again, recording this in my echoey living room, uh, trying to catch the Southampton Arsenal game. Mally's making gingerbread cookies, so uh, it's all kicking off here. How are things down your end?
0: Yeah, sounds like a festive mood out there. Uh, I'm uh, in a pair of track pants and my robe and I just woke out of bed and my wife went to uh, the market to buy some uh, food for the week, so uh different different scales on, on the excitement level but for the listeners joel the listeners of this fine podcast they are in for a treat because guess what today is joel
1: uh is it the most wonderful time of the year
0: well yes of course it's the award show yes so your votes have been tabulated and counted by the help of Google, as well as Joel, uh, slaving over a hot stove, cooking up some numbers and some data to give to us, and we have our annual award show here today. So I am super pumped up, because here's the thing, I don't know who won. I don't know what you voted for. I don't know what you nuts voted for. So uh, we're going to make fun of those picks, <laughs> and then we're going to choose our own. We'll, we'll give our picks. Um, so again, exciting times it's wrestle kingdom season in full effect. Uh, we saw some snow at Corkin, my favorite, and, uh, everyone is excited and pumped up for January 4th, right around the corner. And, and here's the thing too, Joel, and correct me if I'm wrong. And again, we don't have to announce anything, but we'll, we'll make it a little bit of a, uh, of a surprise, but, um, we have, we have, uh, we're lining up some peoples to talk to come Wrestle Kingdom season so uh, we are excited here on the Jcast.
1: I'm gonna open us up with a question from uh, Liam on the discord who says uh, what horrible thing are you going to leave at the NJPW shrine on January the 4th? Uh, David have you been following this thing with the I don't know how to pronounce this they're, they're emas, they're emas, they the emas the emas those little things where you write a wish on it and you hang it at the shrine and you hope that your wish is going to come true have you seen this they've been doing one of the New Japan website. I've done that I- I did that at a shrine
0: when I went to Tokyo, um, and I did see that on the website, yes, and I saw someone, who knows who, I don't know who did this, Joel. Uh, somebody mentioned us uh, on a, uh, one of those little blocks,
1: am I correct? Yeah, someone did, definitely. It wasn't me. I'm, uh, I'm sweating. Uh. Well,
0: Well, whoever that mysterious person was, thank you uh because that would be a wonderful wish uh but yes i am familiar with that joe all
1: right i'm going to read you some of the ones that have been uh plucked off the website so okay ready you, <laughs> you tell me your thoughts on them okay number one little no. roo suzuki tells me he's proud of me oh i mean i not many I, I don't think
0: many people have had that you know he's he's a he's a tough he's a tough grader he's a tough teacher um That's a good one, actually. Uh, Okay, Uh, I'll give that one an 8 out of 10.
1: Okay, well, actually, I'll run through these quickly. (laughs) Uh, I hope Tanahashi gets to pet a dog. Hiromu wins every belt, Tanahashi also wins every belt, and Ibushi gets a better boyfriend. I wish for Shibata to return and end the pretender Kenneth. I hope Taguchi always wears his rugby helmet. Give Sonada the heavyweight belt, you cowards. I wish my kid will grow healthy and be a NJPW pro wrestler. I hope Evil and Sonata throw the Young Bucks into the sun. May White yes. be more popular with children. I hope that the single match of Yujiro Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito will be seen at G1 Climax. This is serious. I hope that Kenny Omega will be IWGP champion forever. Please improve the knees of Tanahashi. Implement a detailed search function in the New Japan Pro Wrestling world.
0: I need to hear the last one. What is it? The search function? What is it? <laughs> yeah,
1: this one is so long that it doesn't quite fit on the, the little piece of wood. Implement a detailed search function in the New Japan Pro Wrestling world. <laughs> that's your wish.
0: Like of all the things you could wish for. Just the gods are looking down on you and that's what we're wishing for. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll wish for, um, you know how you always have to fucking log into that system? Every time. Like it never, never saves like You have to little check it saves it, remembers you every time? Yeah. It never remembers me, Joel. Never. I have to log in every fucking time. And I have the ch- I know I have the checkbox marked. Uh I don't know. I, I it never works for me. It's it is the most frustrating thing in the world. I gotta log in because my password's goof like it's long and everything's long. Type Were you about to list. reveal your it's password
1: on the podcast?
0: <laughs> I mean I
1: mean uh,
0: almost, but uh no. Uh you'll never guess it. Never guess it. Um watch it get broken into and I see my my viewing history and it's all like Isaka matches. Like, wait a minute, I did watch this. Um Alright, go on. I'm sorry, I mean, there, there's more. That
1: one was uh that was a weird one. Okay. Okay. Try the elite for war crimes. Chase Owens, twenty eight years old. What? <laughs> Uh, for Sonata to fix his hair and trim that stupid beard, Tenzan. Hell yeah! I don't like the beard. All in capital letters. Not not fan of the beard.
0: No, not on him. He's a good looking guy. He don't he don't need no beard.
1: Yeah, he looks a bit uh, like and, a and here's the thing, gnome or I'm not, something.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I got to be honest with you. He's a good looking dude. Uh, he don't he you don't know, he don't need and especially again. There's nothing wrong with a little stubble. Little you know, little little uh, but. Like, yeah, just not a good look on him. I don't like it at all. I don't like that at all.
1: Okay, a few more. I wish for an event where Minoru Suzuki drives every single person in the arena one by one. G1 Climax winner, Cheeseburger. I just want everyone to be happy and healthy in 2019, except for Naito. Is that it? Is that what we got? That's it. That's Um... all we got so far. I don't know what I'm gonna write on right. probably Some something like Tai Chi for IWGP Heavyweight Champion or something of that ilk. Oh God, God Almighty!
0: I'm I'm gonna vote for I'm gonna or not vote for but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wish uh, all New Japan Pro Wrestling fans a safe, happy, and healthy 2019. Huh? How's Boring. that? How's that for generic? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'll come up with something fun and, and exciting. Um, but yeah, they're good. some of those were funny. Some of those were lame. But um, but that's with everything in life,
1: right? Okay. All right. Let's move along. So apparently there will be a Golden Lovers HBO documentary released sometime next year. Canadian artist Joseph Shabasson said this week on the Creative Control podcast that he had just finished scoring a documentary for HBO that follows Kenny Omega and the Golden Lovers in Japan. doesn't say when it will be broadcast beyond in the new year, but there are rumors that Kenny is going to publicly come out as bisexual, which could well, Damon, end in a victory lap for the Joel states that wrestlers are in a relationship as if it was a verifiably proven fact when it's more so just his idealized fantasy based on hearsay segments.
0: That is my favorite segment, by the way. Uh, and, and an excellent sounder by the way uh, so <clears throat> that's a big deal let's let's let 's digest this a little bit. Um, an hBO documentary is nothing the hand wave that's a that's a serious big deal and for a company like New Japan to get that kind of exposure is pretty big um, and for Kenny Omega to get that type of exposure is pretty big. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it. Uh, their documentaries aren't fluff. They're 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 not you know just just confetti and, and 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 unicorns. They go a little deep. They hit they hit hard. I'm very very excited for this. Um, was it HBO who did
1: the Moro Ronaldo one?
0: <clears throat> correct. Uh, yeah. I, I, I I'm almost certain it was HBO, right? Yeah. Um, this 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 is this is People should be making a, a bigger deal out of this because I think this is a a, a massive deal. Now, again, I'm not going to speculate on the content of what is in that show, uh, but but for just for speculations purposes, again, uh, if in fact those rumors are accurate, how important and how monumental and how. Uh, uh, I don't want to say unbelievable, but like how just like a, like tremendous growth in 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 people's minds and 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 great uh that it is this, but it's like you know, you wouldn't I wouldn't have even expected something like this in 2015. Um so I just think that people's kind of perceptions and people's mindsets are 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 Finally, turning a corner and 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 realizing what, what this world is—it's really a—it's really a positive thing. Like I, I like I, I I you know I don't want to hope anything like that. Like like if that that that's not not what it is or I don't know. Um, but I really feel like if if the rumors are true and that is the case, man, I can't I can't do anything but stand and applaud and be like this is this is a a a, a real a. a Moment of change for pro wrestling. Uh, look, I, I, again, I hate I hate speculating about it because because you know I don't want to put words in people's mouth, especially about things like this. But man, if, if those rumors are true, it's 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 a great day for pro wrestling. I'll, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, we've come a long way from the Billy and Chuck angles of uh, yesteryear, and I will say this: uh, yeah. what good. Depending on when this comes out and it could fit in quite nicely with a possible MSG main event Kenny versus Ibushi. just throw that out there get a lot of eyeballs on yeah. that
0: yeah yeah that would that would be something that would be something huge um I, again hbo this is hbo's a serious deal um uh, they're going to treat it with with respect this is not going to be a tongue and cheek kind of hokey bullshit exposé of pro wrestling this is gonna be a legit real deal, good thing. Um and yet if it and if it does coincide with MSG, that's 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 really a feather in everyone's cap. Um I'm I, I would be happy, I would be proud, I would be uh thrilled if if all those dots connect um when it comes to this documentary. I couldn't be more excited for it.
1: Okay. Uh also big news. There is going to be an Okada cruise next year, Damon. So uh, are we're gonna get tickets for that?
0: I mean, if there really is, uh, I, I would be more interested in going on that. I think to me, that would be a a, a more pleasurable experience. Uh, I mean, what's your price range? Would you go first of all, would, would you have interest in going on something like that? Okada has a cruise. Um, you gotta, you're going to sail out of Japan and I don't know where you would go, but, um, let's just say that you're, you're sailing out of Japan. Um, a would you have interest in going and b what like what's your price range what how much would you pay to go on the okada cruise
1: if he's got all his chaos buddies with there like uh you know if we're getting toriyano and ishii and goto yoshihashi and all those guys then yeah sign me up i I would pay i don't know what definitely in the the hundreds of dollars range i think that would be a a priceless experience maybe well what what would i cap it at maybe a thousand dollars
0: Okay. Okay. I, I mean, imagine Yano on a cruise. <laughs> How great would that be? Jesus Christ! Just that alone would be great. Uh, all right. I'm not the biggest cruise guy, though. I kind of feel like a little little hemmed in on a on a boat. Um, but I, like I said, I, it's more interesting to me than than a, than a Jericho cruise. Although I, the reports I heard, I I I will say this: as much as we we. Uh, Busted on the idea of the Jericho cruise and and that I had I haven't heard one complaint of you know it's and I'm not that I'm looking to be truthful but um I have I had never heard one complaint about the Jericho cruise I think everybody had a really good time with it I mean anybody who went I don't know if you've heard anything but I I haven't heard one peep so I think I guess it was a success
1: yeah if there are any listeners out there who went on the Jericho cruise please get in touch with us I would love to have you on the show and pick your brains about how that wasn't as an experience
0: yeah, they get they get VIP treatment. They'll, they'll, I swear to you, we'll have a show dedicated to the experience of the Jericho Cruise, because I just got to hear about it. And we'll have a show absolutely dedicated, and you will be interviewed by us, and it will be great. So if you were on it, get, get, slide into Joel's DMs, as the kids like to say.
1: And if you weren't on it, but you just fancy lying, then uh, make sure your anecdotes are funny. So you've got a lot of creative freedom there. Absolutely. Let's move on to the next thing, which is the Taka Tai Chi House in Yokohama on the twenty second of December, where we've got a main event of Taka and Taichi versus Yoshida and Honma, and a semi-main event of Junkosai against Kanemaru. So, is this something you're going to be interested in tuning into, Damon? Nope. <laughs> when is it? The twenty second? Um, no, that's that Perfect doesn't sound like Christmas present for yourself, Maya. no. You, you and the mm. missus sitting down in front of the fire to watch Taka and Taichi guarding off against Homer <laughs> and Yoshida, no? No,
0: I, I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be in her wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, she we're not going to snuggle up by the fire with a with a cup of hot cocoa, uh, tuning into this. Um, this will not be streamed. Will this be streamed on New Japan World, or will we have to go find this on other uh, strange and wonder wonderful internet ways?
1: Well, I'm not sure. I'll look into that one, but uh, I, I'm interested. I'll have a look. Are you? Yeah, you gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna sit down for two hours? Uh, is, is, is The missus gonna sit next to you on the couch watching this one? No, because I'm worried in the part where Chi rips off his pants that she might get too excited and lose the interest in me as a partner. That's a good
0: point. That's a good point. Uh the the the, the perils that we have. You know, we have we have wonderful uh, partners. But uh, yeah, that is a fearful thing when, when the pants come off for Tai Chi. Yeah, we got to keep him away from that.
1: All right, speaking of uh, Jericho, as we mentioned earlier, what do you think of the build so far to the match with Naito? Because there have been a couple of things posted online. First was Naito dressed up in the Jericho juggalo makeup, calling him out. And then we had a good old-fashioned press conference brawl with some of the worst-looking punches I've ever seen in my life. But uh, I, just, I love the bit with Naito saying, Jericho-san... I understand. I thought that was brilliant. So, what do you think of the bill so far?
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, when you when you knew Chris was coming over, you knew that there was going to be some type of physical altercation. Uh, yeah, they were they were they were not great punches. No, no, they were they were the old you know swing hard on the shoulder punches um, and you know the back of the head with the palm kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, it certainly wasn't the the fire and the passion that was the Jericho Omega press conference, which I thought was really well done. This one, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, but uh, hey, at least they gave the old college try, right? Uh, I hate Jericho's makeup. I I think I think that look of his for he he, he you know how people. Love to uh, – like, like an older person, maybe a midlife, right? And they try to reclaim some of their youth and, you know, again, younger people are ready to just destroy anybody who's who's going to do that. Uh, yeah, Jericho looks like – I mean he just looks like a 40-year-old guy in in makeup. And that's as bad as it, as it's that sounds, right? It just it doesn't look evil. It doesn't look menacing. It doesn't look uh, it doesn't look cool. That's the bottom line. It doesn't look cool. It looks like shit. It looks terrible. So uh, I I hope and I pray that that he somebody just kind of clues him in and bees like, dude, lose lose the fucking makeup because it looks ridiculous. Uh, not a fan of it. Not a fan of it. And I think Jericho, or excuse me, I think Naito, do, like, doing the makeup, and he did it horrible, too. But I think he was doing it more tug in cheek He was doing it horrible to show how horrible it really is. So I did get a kind of a kick out of that. But, yeah, I did see both. Uh, I'm excited for this match. Uh, look, as much as we we, on this podcast, like to kick down Chris Jericho, he has, you know, when it's time to deliver, you know, we're not talking technical masterpiece he's there to be 1990s Terry Funk he's there to be a brawler and 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 a fighter and that as opposed to you know throwing snowflakes with 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 uh, technical acumen so uh he's been there and he's done that and this is and that this is what he's building now for this match so uh hopefully a we'll see no makeup and b Uh, we'll see another hard-hitting contest between these two.
1: Okay, well, let's get into these two Road to the Tokyo Dome shows at Karakuen that we had this past weekend. One of my highlights of it was the little opening movie with the highlights of 2018. Did you see that?
0: I did see that, and that was really well done. They, you know, we've complimented them before, but it feels like even this year, they've, they've... their produ- production team has taken a step above and a step above of what they've already done. They, they do the best videos. They do the best packages. They do the best little montages, if, for my money anyway. like I, I really feel like uh, they're, they're head and shoulders above just about anybody else, and that includes the big boys' companies, so – uh, yeah, this video was great, and it it really did. it It, it was one of those things where you are just like, oh yeah that 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 was great, and, oh yeah that was great. And even with the 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 year end awards, you know, I went back and rewatched some stuff, um, and went through some lists and was like, wow, that that was a match. That was great, and you know, may have fallen under the radar. So many of them we gave twenty. So, um, some some of them aren't always as fresh in your head, but those video packages always help. So. Yeah, that, that was a really good one. I, I enjoyed that one a lot, Joel.
1: Yeah, and Andrew Rich did a really good post on Twitter where he did uh, every month uh, a screencat of the biggest moment in each month, uh, which reminded me of this. So go and check that out if you haven't seen that already. So um, without going into the details about every single match, I'll just touch on some things that stood out to me, the first of which being Shingo Takagi's first ever singles match in New Japan, and his opponent was picked as Shota Umino, which I'm sure is not a coincidence, and that's a big feather in the cap of him, you know, that he was picked as Shingo's first opponent. And there's been a lot of talk recently about having matches which which are basically extended squash matches, but getting over the loser in defeat. So, for example, recently, there's been uh, a Daniel Bryan against Mustafa Ali match, which is getting some hype. And also, I was reminded of the match at the Lionsgate Project show between Shota Umino and Daisuke Sekimoto, where you know that Shota Umino is not going to win this but he shows enough fire and enough heart and skill and there's a couple of near falls and you know, a couple of roll ups and inside cradles or what have you that get over the, the squash boy in defeat so I thought this was a, a terrific match for what was basically a, a, an enhancement match for Shingo
0: absolutely correct absolutely correct uh, you know the, the, for me, the jobs of, of the, the pardon the upon the jobs of the, of the young lions uh, are to a work on fundamentals, right? So you're trying to improve each and every match on, on, on the foundation of pro wrestling. Two is to get in the ring with different people, right to learn and to explore new things a little bit and to kind kind of get your feet wet with different opponents. 3 is to find a way to make a connection, right? And nine times out of 10 that connection is 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 them uh, showing fire and showing heart and showing desire and, and a fighting spirit, right? And then over anything over and above that is is gravy. It's, it's 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 an extra present under the tree. So when when they're able to do that and do that well, uh, to me that that equals uh, a young lion with potential and promise and and something to hang your hat on in the future. I don't think that there's any any surprise or any uh just haphazard randomness that Umino is getting these shots, right? Is getting these opportunities um to shine in these singles matches. Uh, Joel, I thought this was one of the best matches on on the that entire weekend, right? That the, the those two shows. I, I really enjoyed this a ton, um, and again, it's it's him connecting all those dots as a young lion. It's Shingo, you know, kind of m- presenting himself as a, as a singles competitor for the first time um, in a, in a match to kind of show his dominance. But yet again, there is that always that underlying underbelly current of hey, you know, he. he it could happen. It really, really, really could happen. Uh, and again, it's not the whole entire match, but these, these, these little fleeting moments of of, of surprise. So, yeah, I, I, you know, you don't, look, this could easily just be Squasharoo, Don, Pin, you know, make Shingo the star, and, and away we go. That's, that's not the case with these matches, and that's what I really enjoy with, with them. Uh, over and above the fact that we're all watching a young lion rise in his development. So th- that that's an extra bonus, bonus as well. So, again, I, I, c- I can't imagine this being any better. I really can't. I mean, I, I, I was going to say maybe a surprise pinfall, right, young lion doing the upset, but I don't even think that would make it better. I think that would make it more shocking, but I don't necessarily think it was better. I really think the way they do these matches and these, these again, and, you're talking about how making the younger guy look good is really becoming the trend of the day. I, I couldn't, I, I can't imagine them doing that any better aside from giving them the pinfall, which they're not going to do.
1: Right, and this is the, the Dragon Gate Shingo that lots of people wanted to see, like the high school bully Shingo shoving kids into lockers and, and that kind of stuff. But more than that, I want to see more young lines go one-on-one with established guys to basically get their asses kicked because if it's anything like this, then to me it just seems win-win. So let's have more of this, please.
0: Yep, I, I always enjoy it. I enjoy it with this these this crop. I
1: mean, I you know, I remember
0: Show and Yo and uh even David Finley and even Jay White kind of put in these positions, right? Um it's not it's not that it's not you know, it's not like it's a strange thing and it's not like it's a it's it's a new concept, but it but it's not done all the time. Drips and drabs of it, but when it's done, I I think they do it perfectly. Um they're they're really smart. You know, that's definitely a plus when it comes to the new Japan booking is when they book these young Lions. again there's there's there there are breadcrumbs and there are things that you can kind of connect and 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 watch as their progression grows and you can go back six months or or two months or there's all these little breadcrumbs that are there and then again it's it's a growth process and then at the same time, again, you're establishing jingo first match. Uh, and again, you get Dragon Gate Shingo, which everybody was clamoring for. So, again, I, I, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and and, and and do a circle jerk on this particular match. But at 4-4, uh, for, for, you know, what could easily be in any other promotion, just a complete hand-wave throwaway fucking, you know, squash match, re- really didn't feel like that was the case here. Yes, it was, it was a dominant win, but I, at no point was I like, oh, this is... This is worthless. This is not worth my time. In fact, again, I really enjoyed it a lot.
1: Another match that stood out to me was a six-man tag with Yo and Ishii against El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Taichi. Now, it seems to me, I don't know, I could could be on my own in this one, but in recent months Chi's turned a bit of a corner and instead of being cowardly Taichi, he's turned into more of a badass Chi where he's taking the fight to people, he's he's stiffing them he's kicking the shit out of them and he was squaring up to Ishii here and I really liked it, I, I got excited I want to see this kind of Chi in the never open weight division because it seems tailor made for him, so instead of doing you know the stalling and hiding and and walking around the outside of the ring and pissing off his opponent, I want to see him going toe-to-toe with people because the little exchanges we got with Ishii were brilliant. So I want to see more of that. And also, there was a little closing stretch at the end between Ishii and Kanemaru, of all people, which I thought was really cool because Kanemaru is not a guy who gets a lot of shine in that tag team. He's usually the person who's picking up, the uh, who's getting pinned when they are taking a loss. But he, again, he was going toe-to-toe with Ishii and they seemed to have really good chemistry together. And even though he did end up getting pinned, he got a bit of shine there, which uh, made this match really enjoyable to me.
0: I'm glad you brought up Tai Chi, because I have that in my notes. So, one of the biggest factors of the dislike of Tai Chi for a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people that watch the New Japan product, is all the thing are all the things that you mentioned, right? The stalling, the the nonsense, the inter, you know, that kind of stuff where that really takes you out of a match, and it really takes you out of the enjoyment of 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 a build of a match, and it's just had become you know especially you know this stuff with you know Suzuki going in in Noah that bled over now to New Japan easily skippable right it was becoming a very quick easy skip i ain't watching this get me something good right and what was lacking and what was uh, a big sticking point to a lot of people myself included was the fact that there wasn't that element of him right it was all, it felt like just bullshit, nonsense, distraction, hit with the the mic stand. You know, it's just that kind of stuff. That And it was not even just in throwaway tag matches. It was in, you know, matches that were put on a card to be the, the match that delivers. I go back to the Super J Cup uh, for an example. So, mentioning that and seeing that and... And maybe turning a corner. I'm telling you right now, you'll get more people on board. Again, collection of good matches. You know, kind of, kind of setting a standard of, of having decent matches, good matches. Nothing blow away great, but but good matches. And and adding just that element. I'm not saying take away the nonsense because that's that's who he is, and that helps establish him as just a prick heel, just a fucking prick heel. But. Give, give us something, a, a, a little bit. Every once in a while, sprinkle that in. Maybe a little bit more than uh, every once in a while. Sprinkle that in. Sprinkle that in liberally. And I guarantee you, more people that that are are, are the haters, as, as we like to say, they'll turn the corner. I promise you that. You'll have more people on that Tai Chi bandwagon if you see more of that element to him as opposed to nonsense. If he turns the corner on it, I guarantee you, he'll, he'll have more people jumping on that bandwagon for you.
1: Yeah, those are my favourite Tai Chi moments where he's shown us that he is the protege of Kawada when he's doing the kicks, or he even busted out a Ganso bomb earlier on in the year, which was amazing. And we did get the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter star ratings, and Big Dave gave four and a quarter for Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay, which is, um, I think, pretty good, pretty good achievement for Tai Chi.
0: Absolutely. I mean, again, there was no there was no cartwheels involved. Let's let's be very clear on that as well. Um, I would never take that bet again. You're in. You're in the ring with a uh, uh, Will Osprey. I would never take that bet. <clears throat> I wouldn't take that bet with you. Let's put it that way. You could have a four star match with Will Osprey at this point, point. Um, and that's no. That's no knock on your physical prowess. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, four, four and a quarter. That's uh, more. More please, Tai Chi. More please.
1: Uh, we also got the comeback of Teruaki Kanemitsu, who is in a tag match with Renderita against Shota Umino and Ayato Yoshida. So this one went to a 15-minute draw. Uh, Kanamitsu is looking in good shape. He kept pace with the other guys and was just hanging in by a thread there at the end um, in the Boston Crab and managed to resist tapping out at the end. Um, what did you think of this and what do you think of Kanemitsu in his uh, comeback match?
0: The match was okay. I mean, for a young lions match, I'm not going to go. Uh, it's not rewatchable. I wouldn't would say. Uh, I thought he did well. I I thought. Um, I mean, I think he was in the ring, and, and when when he was in the ring, I think he, I don't want to say protected, but um, I think I think he did well. Do, do we know? And I and I'm you may have told me, and it may have be be public knowledge, but it's, I'm forgetting it right now. Do we know the extent of his injuries and and what exactly they were?
1: from what i understand it was a cervical spine injury and there was a surgery that went wrong i could be wrong with that but that this is from what i remember
0: okay that's that's serious stuff right so I, I again when when we talk about injuries and we talk about people returning to the ring they they are getting medical clearance and i'm sure it's not you know they're not just like you know throwing dart you know throwing you know, darts against a dartboard and and hoping for the best. They're they're going through proper medical channels to get clearance to go back into the ring. So you know, uh, you have to take that into consideration that they've they've got a a clean medical uh, bill of health, right? I, I mean, that's that's what we're hoping for, right? We're assuming that's the case, and 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 I don't think New Japan would allow a person like that with an injury like that, if that's the case, uh, to compete in the ring. Do I still get a little nervous? Do I still get a little apprehensive? Do I still get a little, oh, when you talk about spine and all that stuff? I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. Because one, because again, they're not baseball players. You know, they're not sitting at a, at a plate swinging at a fucking curveball. They're they're taking bumps. Even the most basic of bump could could jar Take a back bump, people. Take a flat back bump in your living room.
1: Tell Even me how it seeing feels. It in the Boston Crab was making me feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, we're hanging our hat on medical clearance,
0: medical professionals, giving them the okay, green light, you're good to go. Okay. Still, again, we're not, you know, we're not playing tiddlywinks. We're, 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 we're fucking taking bumps here. Um, that does have me nervous, but again, we'll. we'll, we'll uh, I, uh, at the end of the day, he's a professional. He's an adult. He's. They have medical staff that are going to make the proper evaluation. I hope, and and away we go. Hopefully, everything works out in the end.
1: All right. One further question. Doctor Poodle Papa says thoughts on Kanemitsu's leatherette textured trunks, and where does he sit in the young line hierarchy?
0: Um. Right now, I mean, with an injury, I would think he's middle or bottom middle of the pack when it comes to young lions. Uh, The leatherette. Do you know that you're not going to know the song? Do you know the song "Warm Leatherette." Warm Leatherette. You don't know that song? Can you sing They're it? Like a real old sing it for song. the listeners, anyway. Literally, it is the entire song. A guy going warm, and then a, like a crazy synth that's like meow, leatherette, meow. and it, that's the entire song. And it's, like, early 80s, like, when synths were finally coming into somewhat mainstream. It's a shit song. I, look it up. Maybe it, we honestly, can get if it to Dan to, to it, you'd
1: mix be... it into the beginning of the show just to confuse people. <laughs> All right.
0: I'll send them a link uh, to Warm Leather. I, I think Dan would, Dan's a big music guy. Like, we talk music a lot. So um, he might know Warm Leatherette. Um, but it's, like, it, yeah, it's, like, the, an early synth gothy song. Um It's shit. It really is a terrible song. But um, who was it by? Was it by Cabaret Volatile? I forget. I mean, I can find it in two seconds. But yeah, it's not a great song. Uh, Anywho, Warm Leatherette, Trunks. uh, I could take him or leave him. Not not the biggest fan.
1: Yeah, as far as his placement goes on the hierarchy, I can't see him going out on excursion anytime soon. I assume they'll just want to keep him around until he finds his feet and gets back to – well, gets rid of the ring rust and then – I don't know where we'll go from there because I know Chris John was talking a lot on the commentary that he was uh, in the same class as Hiroi Kawato, who is out on excursion at the moment. So uh, obviously he's lost two years of his training and he'll need to catch up somehow. So I can't see him being sound out anytime soon.
0: No, he's he's sticking around for a while, especially with an injury um, and, and and rehabbing that in in the ring because there's a big difference between hey I can lift a lot of weights and I can do a lot of squats oh now I got to get in the ring so yeah he's sticking around for I can't see him going away anytime
1: soon all right and then we had a scheduled match between Kazuchika Okada and Gado but Gado was involved in an unfortunate car accident and uh this this was such fun wasn't it David
0: I did I did enjoy this I mean him him strung out with his cane and and like it was like no it was like cartoony you know when somebody gets hurt you know it was like the 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 sling made out of a bed sheet and the cane and uh, I just wanted him to have like a thermometer in his mouth and like a like one of those ice packs on his head that would have been wonderful but yeah this this was uh, this was good and him going to Kevin Kelly's booth and uh, what was he uh, did he say a call? car accident or uh a, yeah, with, with in a car accident of, a, a with a chaos, chaos fan season. I think <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's great uh i did enjoy that that was goofy that was that was that was that was definitely western us pro wrestling influence for him so uh yeah i did get a chuckle out of that that was good
1: uh, one thing I noticed from this was uh, Okada coming out in his Rainmaker gear. It was like the red Rainmaker. So, do you think we're going to see a return at Wrestle Kingdom with the full Rainmaker, along with you know the entrance and the money and all the the pizzazz that goes with it? I sure hope so. I mean, that, I
0: think I think everybody kind of wants this, right? Everybody, want, everybody, and it would make a perfect end to this, you know, balloon Okada. Right, wouldn't it? It would kind of, you know, a, a redemption on Jay White and a redemption on Gato, and a you know, and a and a return to form in in the biggest building that you know historically hasn't always been the kindest to him, right? Um, but still, I think I think here's the thing: I think the forty thousand people that are going to to be in that Tokyo Dome, uh, yourself included. Are, you you want to see the, the the money fall. You want to you want to hear the, the 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 sounds of of the theme song. You want to see the robe and you want to see the splendor. Um, it's it's a highlight for everyone involved. So yeah, I I think I, I'm going to say yes. We will see a return to form.
1: All right, question from Sandre the Giant, who is the proud owner of our new uh, Super j Cars chibi t-shirt, and it looks fantastic on him, so congratulations on your purchase. We're in good health. He asks, is it too late to add Osprey and Tanahashi versus Golden Lovers to the match of the year list? Now, Damon, this was supposed to be a Wrestle Kingdom preview match, but I was absolutely blown away at how good this was. This is 2018 going out with a bang. Uh, wh- what did you think? Throw some snowflakes at me for this.
0: I went four and a half. I went four and a half. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I mean, look. Last week we sat here and we said, you know, when you were going over the lineup, I was like, wow, that is a sexy fucking match right there, right? That is that is that that could be really really good, and it was a well above really really good. And here's the truth: it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be that good. If it, you 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 could have shaved off, eh, eh, you know, a good chunk of goodness. On that match, and still be completely satisfied and get what you wanted out of that match, right? That match was there to build to the dome. Let me tell you something: that match could have easily been in the dome, right? It was. It was fire. Uh, For the four of the of the of the top guys in the promotion, put on a show. They put on. I, look, traditionally, when we do these awards, it was. I right, just get through the just get through World Tag League because nothing else is going to be worth you know a a slot in match of the year. This could have been in that mix. I'm not going to lie. So m- m- I don't know how we do it next year, but remember this match. It was really fucking great, and 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 I hate for it to just be lost in purgatory in between the closing of of the year end awards and the opening of the new ones. But wow. It did again. It didn't have to be this great, and they made it great. Every, all four of them made it this match great.
1: One of the most remarkable things for me about it was that Tanahashi he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing in this match. So it was a, yeah. as you say, like a four and a quarter, four and a half star match between three people. And I thought Will Ospreay was absolutely outstanding here. His selling is getting better and better. I love the way he was struggling to get out of the moves like he was trying to wriggle out of the golden trigger. That was amazing. And it made me really want to see Osprey against Kenny Omega, which isn't happening anytime soon. But there were just some spectacular spots in here. There was the sunset flip power bombing Kenny Omega onto Ibushi. And there was that amazing piece of camera work for the, the top rope Hurricane Rana where Osprey landed on his feet and then the camera just zoomed into his face like he was I don't know, like a, an anime villain or something and he had that really intense smoldering look and then the camera catches Ibushi and Ibushi's looking around like he can't believe what's going on. I just thought that was awesome stuff. Um, I noticed some booze for that Kenny camera. Omega. Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I was just going to mention that camera. That, that, that w- will be in an, an iconic New Japan Pro Wrestling moment. You will see that in video packages for years to come because yes, I agree 100%. That was just a cinematic, just a, 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 the chef's kiss. It was wonderful, right? Just that again, the way that they, here's the thing. They, their production team and their camera people are smart and they know where to be nine times out of 10. They are in the right place at the right time to capture the right moment. They are some of the best. Because to be able to capture that moment the way that they did, it was it was art that that was that was like that to me was uh, you could easily put that in 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 a movie or or a a, a really dramatic television show that added that added like stars to a match to me that that just that shot alone was just an amazing moment in in two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, I I I am glad that you mentioned that too because I really thought that, that one shot again coming off the hurricane on his feet, the zoom in on on Will's face, the the, the stunned look of of Abushi, and he's looking over his sh- uh, unbelievable, great job, outstanding production work there.
1: Yeah, and Will sprays is just looking like an absolute badass. He is jacked. Absolutely, Jack, to the point at which the thought of him as a junior is ridiculous. I'm so excited for his twenty nineteen. I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah. So as I mentioned, Joel, he yeah, go
0: ahead. I'm sorry, he I'm sorry, but but it's so exciting to talk about this match. Um it's he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. Like he and there is nothing more exciting than watching a a person, uh male, female, don't matter, whatever it is in the ring, when they feel like they got the world by the balls and they got a chip on their shoulder and they're going to say fuck you I am going out there and stealing the show and doing it consistently. I don't think there's anything better in pro wrestling and that's what Will Osprey has right now. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he's going out there every single time he's out there and stealing the show. That that is fun pro wrestling when you got a guy like that.
1: You know this uh, Osprey gets Ibushi match. That's going to be the opening match at Wrestle Kingdom. Which is a bit of a curious one because I think there's a fairly sizable chance that those two, if they get enough time, you know, give them 50 minutes, preferably more, you know, 20 minutes they could have in the opener. Given that there aren't too many matches on this show, they could easily steal the show. And I, I'm getting ahead of myself because obviously we're going to have a, a full preview of Wrestle Kingdom near the time, but uh, certainly more than a few people are looking at that match as one that is going to steal the show.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't care if Russell Kingdom goes seventeen hours. I, you know what? Who cares? Just, just like give them, give everybody the time that they need, and just because here's the thing, I, I really don't think even if all right, let's just say it goes six hours. Let's just say if it goes six hours, would you give a shit if it's if everything's great? I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. Uh, you know, there is there is a point where, look, after the fact is when you say, oh my god, that was a long show. But if it's great and exciting, and the crowd is jacked up, and and everybody is is loving everything, who cares if it goes six hours? Go six hours. If there's if there's not a financial, uh, reason why you can't do it, give them as much time as you can. Who cares? Just it, 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 go. Just go and and give me greatness, and I'll sit through it all. I don't care.
1: Other things that I like from this match. Uh... People started to boo Kenny Omega in a Karaka and Crab, which I thought was noteworthy. The spot with the double Spanish fly that Osprey pulled off, that was incredible. I can't fucking wait for these two matches, Damon. It's arguably the four best wrestlers in the world. Chemistry's off the charts. Pants fucking down. Uh, uh, what did you think of Kenny singing in the snow?
0: It was nice. You know, I mean, I, look, if, if if any two guys are going to be, you know, sweaty and muscular in a ring with snowflakes falling down Problem? you probably picked the right two right <laughs> um I thought it was uh I thought it was fine I, I love the snow thing and I, I, I always do I look forward to it every year so um yeah I thought it was fine I, I, I liked it a lot
1: uh, one of my favorite bits I think this was from the first night actually someone calling out Tanahashi I love you and then Tanahashi goes it's okay I love me too
0: <laughs> well everybody does he, he's a huggable guy you know, he's a hero I, I love him too we all love him let's all love Tanashi together why don't we I, I i really do i like the i like the snow thing you know i i just think i think every show should end in snow in the middle of july and i think g1 finals should end in snow what the fuck let's do it but i like these shows i, th- I thought both of them were fine um and again that tag match was off the charts great so yeah to answer the question i I don't know what we're going to do for award season but i I hope it just doesn't get lost in purgatory because it's a it was a damn fucking fine match and i hope it just doesn't get lost in the shuffle all
1: right let's move on to before we get to our awards let's touch on the tokyo sports awards so the mvp was picked as hiroshi tanahashi uh tetsuya naito won this award for the past two consecutive years and new japan has claimed this award every year since 2011 Match of the year was Omega vs. Okada, the Dominion match. and It's three consecutive years New Japan has had Match of the Year and the second consecutive year with Omega vs. Okada. The tag team of the year was the Violent Giants, which is Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa from All Japan, which is their second consecutive year with the award. Outstanding performance was Naoichi Marafuji from NOAH. Last year's winner was Yamato. The Fighting Spirit Award for Kaito Kiyomiya from NOAH. Last year's winner was Katsuyori Shibata. The techni- technical award for Tetsuya Naito, uh, last year's winner was Hideki Suzuki. Uh, Joshi winner was uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto from Ice Ribbon. The previous winner was Io Shirai for three consecutive years. The last Ice Ribbon winner was Emi Sakura. And the rookie award from Utami Hayashita from Stardom. And the previous female winners were Saki Akai from DDT and Chihiro Hashimoto from Senlai Girls. Uh, Utami debuted this year and last year's winner was Yuma Aoyagi from All Japan. So... Obviously, we want to focus on the New Japan winners there. Uh, anything surprise you from those awards? Um, this was the when, when we
0: talk about matches, right? It, correct me if I'm wrong. The year before was Kenny and, and, and Okada. And that was the first time. That, did I read this? It was the first time since uh, Kobashi and, and Misawa uh, to do that. So that's, uh, that's a nice little feather in their cap. Um, Tanahashi winning. What, what what are you thinking about about that?
1: That, that that
0: comes as a little bit of a, of a surprise to me. How about you?
1: I'm going to keep my powder dry until we discuss our own awards because I have got some thoughts about Hiroshi Tanahashi. So I'll save that one for later. Okay. I'll say I'll say I was I'm a little bit surprised
0: by it. I'm not shocked. It didn't floor me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, considering the fact that you know he's not holding any gold, he's you know in 2018 you know, G1 winner. If if you want to. Give me gold. He's got a trophy, right? Uh, he didn't break the flag this year, but uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit surprising. Um, and again, in in this calendar year when it's very easy to, to point to the champion Kenny Omega as as being the top guy and the top dog, um, I think it's pretty telling about what the fans want come Wrestle Kingdom. Right? Some, sometimes I think that might be, that might be a, a, a decent indicator of, of where the company stands with who people want and, and what they see as uh, the the vision moving forward. So, uh, again, not shocking, but a little surprised by that one. The uh, Match of the year, no, not surprised at all. Uh, and then that, that was it for when it comes to New Japan stuff,
1: right? Uh, there was the Technique Technical Award for Naito. I thought that was a bit strange
0: yeah i mean you consider past past winners they're you know it's not it's not something that i would really consider Naito, right <laughs> right not and that's not saying he's a bad wrestler or anything like that but like uh yeah I probably would not have casted my vote in that direction that's for sure um yeah that that, that one is, is that one i'll say shocks me um it just doesn't seem like that would be, uh, technical, would be his wheelhouse for, for Naito. But what do I know?
1: All right, well, now it is time. The time you've all been waiting for It's the Super J-Cast End of Year Awards. Before we get into them, let's give a shout-out to Pete. Pete Donahue, who helped us create the uh, Google voting form that everyone has used and thank you and thank you to the uh i think what did i say 558 something like that people who voted so thank you everyone who got involved in this It is a a tremendous response
0: i'm i'm thrilled so uh, again we uh, sometimes it's tongue-in-cheek and sometimes it's uh you know we're joking about but uh i really feel like these are some of the uh, you know if you're a new japan fan uh this is this is this is where your voice is heard right and it kind of uh, resonates back to some people in the company that, that know about these and, and listen. And uh, I, think, I think it's a nice barometer for the uh, fans of New Japan to kind of say, okay, here's what we liked, here's what we didn't like, and here's where we're going moving forward. So it's exciting. Uh, I don't think we need any uh, drum roll or anything like that. So let's jump right in, Joel, to the official Super J-Cast year-end awards
1: all right we're going to go in reverse order here so starting off with number 10 which is the least favorite wrestler and damon i've sent you the results on uh whatsapp so you're going to get them as we go through them so the fan votes awards uh the least favorite wrestler with the most votes was takashi izuka with 114 votes bad luck Fale with 65 taichi got 52 uh, Elgin has 36. Yoshihashi's got 34. Tamatonga's got 33. Cody's got 29. Kenny Omega's got 18. But runaway winner Takashi Izuka, which I suspect if we'd done this vote after that tremendous match he had at Korakuen with the, the tag team him and Suzuki against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, fewer people would be voting for him because he was amazing in that match. He actually did some wrestling moves. Um, so anything that uh, has surprised you about those results, Damon? Well, uh, he look
0: Isaka was was a runaway on this one. Uh, I can't blame people for this because again, you, aside from the match that you just mentioned, it's really hard to kind of sit through one of these matches, and it's, they're all pretty f- much the same of biting and there's, there's really <laughs> nothing to, to pardon the pun, sink your teeth into. <laughs> um, Fale uh, was up next, um, but again, it was it was quite a distance. Uh, I think the bottom half you know even though they were again the bottom half just them getting votes were a little bit surprising you know Cody down the bottom got 29 and and Kenny found a way to to, to find 18 was it 18 20 votes so uh, a vocal minority but still uh, i think it's pretty telling you know when when your champion gets gets some uh, not so positive votes but again i don't think anybody's too surprised when it comes to uh, some of those results. Uh, I you want to you want to do, want to do what we voted for?
1: Yeah, just a quick news update as well. Arsenal have equalised against Southampton. Uh, a brilliant header from Henrik Mkhitaryan. Uh, Southampton did Great take job, the lead Arsenal. about five minutes ago, but I, I didn't want to mention that. I didn't want to bring down the the vibe of the show, Damon. But it's one-one. It's all square. So we're back on board. So who was your pick for least favorite wrestler?
0: My my least favorite wrestler in the game. You only vote uh, for one person. Well, count me in on the uh, numerous votes for Issaka because he is a fast forward for me. <laughs> it's, it, it's become increasingly difficult to sit through those matches. So yes, he got my vote. Uh, count me in on that pile. Uh, I'll jump on board that bandwagon. Uh,
1: my pick was different. I've gone for Bad Luck Farley because his G1 matches were bad. His catchphrase is bad. His hoodie's bad and he should feel bad. Uh, but I want to give an honourable mention for Cody, whose matches I just didn't enjoy at all this year. But I don't know, I just found Farley more offensive than Isaka. Because like you know what you're going to get with him, but at least he's not in the G1. But Farley, everything that he was involved in with the G1 stunk. And to me, the G1 should be sacrosanct. So having him uh, stinking that up was uh, a bitter pill to swallow.
0: That's true. I mean, look, I, I, it's not like Isaka is um, in, in a... Marquee matchup, right? He's, he's usually in multi-man tags. You're not going to see him in in singles matches. G1, yeah, I get it. I, I just can't, I just can't deal with it. And again, the brawling and the crowd—it's everything that I really am not a fan of of pro wrestling when it comes to Isaque. So, all right, uh, let's 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 get let's, let's, let's get positive here. Let's get let's get let's turn the uh, tables here and talk about the uh, favorite wrestlers when it comes to our listeners.
1: Okay, so the Favourite Wrestler of the Year award was won by... This was a very close one. It was won by Kenny Omega, who got 97 votes. And only five votes behind him was Zack Sabre Jr., who got 92. And then a bit of a gap between uh, the rest of the pack. Tomohiro Ishii got 65. Kota Ibushi got 48. Hiromu Takahashi and Hiroshi Tanahashi both got 42. Tetsuya Naito got 39. And Kazuchika Okada got 36. So Kenny Omega and Zack Sabre Jr. uh, Runaway number one and two there, so... Um, what do you make of that?
0: I think it's, I think it's pretty, you know, um, if, you know, if we put the branded super JKS gun to the head, I would have guessed that uh, the majority of the people are, are big fans of Kenny Omega. And here's the thing too, in ring, I, I, certainly am as well. Um, but you know, going through these names, I don't think there's any surprises, right? Um, Zach, Zach might be the one that got, that gets a little bit of surprise for me. Um, not placing, but just being so high up, right? I didn't know that there were many uh, passionate Zach fans out there. So that's 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 good. Ishii always gets votes. Uh, I, I, you knew Takahashi was going to get votes. Uh, Naito was going to get votes. I thought Naito would be higher, to, to be truthful. I really thought he'd be he'd – be, I thought it would be a little bit more of a dogfight between those two, uh, Kenny and, and, and Naito. Because it does feel like New Japan's fandom is somewhat split. Right, so it felt like you were either going to get Kenny votes here or you were going to get Naito votes here. Uh, but Kenny, by by and large, let's put it this way: maybe it might be a case of you know the Omega fans turned out uh, as opposed to the Naito fans in the voting. But whatever it is, Ken, Kenny Omega, and I think deservedly so, uh, gets the top spot. Good job by him.
1: My vote was also Zack Sabre Jr.'s, My my favorite socialist submission master, brilliant wrestler. Excellent promo and uh, correct political views. How about you?
0: Uh, you We are in the same boat. We are uh, two peas in a pod because he got my vote as well for favorite pro wrestler. Uh, fun fact, uh, I got a text last night from the great uh, Eric, real hero Eric, who was in attendance last night in Philadelphia for the uh, Ring of Honor show. Got it. Got sent me a little picture of him and Zach together. I was a little jealous. Zach looking fine. Eric uh, looking uh, well. L- lost a little weight himself, so uh, he's gearing up for all the traveling he'll be doing. So, uh, yeah, everybody's everybody's on board with the Zach's train. So uh, uh, that was my vote as well. Excellent job by everyone. All
1: right, so moving on to number eight, which is the biggest disappointment of the year. And from henceforth, we got the one, two, and three votes where a first-place vote wins five points, a second-place vote wins three points, and a third-place vote wins one point. So the biggest disappointment of the year, as voted by you, the listeners, by some distance was Hiromu Takahashi's injury with 1,533 points. Uh, Then following up behind that is the Bullet Club Civil War with 962, the BCOG's G1, 601, Naito's Lack of Direction, 500, Kenny Omega Shenanigans, 402, Juice's G1 and US title run, 388, Lanny Poffo, 323, Intercontinental title booking, 282, and the Super Junior Tag League with only 31 points. So Hiromu's injury, um, overwhelmingly the biggest disappointment of the year, and I can only echo that, Damon.
0: Yeah, I mean that's uh, I'm on board with that. The you know, and I think our listenership feels the same way. Yep, I, I know that there were some some that were like, well, don't put injuries in there, but uh, there's nothing more disappointing, right? The, the, the and again, especially the the first half of the year, right? And the promise of of greatness coming from him, and uh, we're all hoping that that the injury is healed up. It would be nice, you know. There are Rumors and scuttlebutts and uh word on the street, as they say, that maybe Hiromo might make an appearance come Wrestle Kingdom again, not in a wrestling capacity, but just uh, being there. That would be incredibly awesome. I would hope that to be the case, and him showing up. I think it'd be a great moment. So, uh, yep, hands down, second place. uh The Bullet Club Civil War. Lots of people disappointed with that, and and. You know, and, and the way that it really didn't even resolve itself and the way that it things went with it and and even what could have been and what actually transpired. So uh, I can't I can't disagree with that at all. And of course the bullet club in G one and how disappointing that was. And and the reason being I think a lot of people felt that way, Joel, is it's there it couldn't it, it didn't have to be that way, right? And every year we talk about Tamatanga, and how we all want a great G one from him, and we we really feel like it, it could it could happen. It there's you know he has the tools to to do that. It just hasn't happened, and I think we all get the carrot dangled over us, and and we don't hit it. We don't we never get the carrot. So uh, I definitely see. And not only that, it, the, the disqualifications and the way the finishes took place, it was just – it really was disappointing. I can't lie. Um, it was it was a poor decision. It did nothing for anybody. It, it doesn't, didn't put anybody in a better place to, the way I, I see it, right, anybody of that faction. It, it really didn't put them in a good place. Um, it didn't make them better. It, it Where they are right now, uh, the summer did not help them at all. So I, I see that. Um, I'll tell you what, though. My votes for this are are not in line with what our listeners are. Um, I, I can I can spill the beans on that if you want now, Joel. If you want, yeah, go ahead. All right. So my my number one was Hiromo's injury, right? Like I can't think of anything more disappointing than that. Uh, but that being said, uh, I went, my, went with my second spot with the intercontinental title booking. Um, I was I was really disappointed. You had a title that arguably was was you know there for major shows. You could headline the Intercontinental title with 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 you know on a, on a major show, and it meant something. And it, and there was prestige. And and I'm really a big fan of making titles worth something. And there was a, an extended period of time when you you didn't even hear the the, the name Intercontinental title. Uh, let alone see it defended, let alone have it in the mix. It was just, it was, it, it felt wrong. Uh, I did not enjoy that at all. So that, to me, that was my number two of the year. The Intercontinental title booking. The third uh, was the Bullet Club uh, G One performance. I talked a little bit about that a moment ago. And again, for me, it was I, I know that you, that it was it could be there. It could have been much better, and it wasn't. And it was that that was greatly disappointing in in a G one that that really had some blow away great matches. Unfortunately, you had to sit through some stuff that was just you you shook your head and was like, "Why are you doing this?" Um, I have to give honorable consideration also to Lanny Poffo because that was just one of those moments in new japan where you're just kind of staring at the TV like why are we doing this? What the fuck is happening here? What what is the purpose of this? Uh so <laughs> maybe it wasn't more of a disappointment, maybe it was more of a what the fuck moment uh in new japan, but uh they they learn from their mistakes and he's and they, we haven't heard from him since so uh, those those were my three and, and one honourable mention. How about you, Joel? Uh,
1: well, my third place is the Bullet Club Civil War, which is mainly the lack of payoff, because I've said it before, but they should have had a five-on-five five elimination match with the rights to the Bullet Club name, but instead we got one side conceding defeat on a boat, which is rubbish. And My second biggest disappointment was the Kenny Omega shenanigans, because uh, as Scampi agrees, Kenny was one of my absolute favourite wrestlers, and I went to Dominion solely to see him win the belt and I was so thrilled when he won it but his behavior following that victory has just been unworthy of the title he's petty he's overly sensitive he says and does a lot of daft things and I just feel that he's gone into business for himself rather than helping to represent New Japan and help the company grow despite whatever he says and yeah my number one is Hiromi's injury he's left a huge hole in New Japan and and a hole in my heart as well it really felt like it would become a superstar that transcended the weight divisions. And yeah, Scampi is also bemoaning the, the loss of Hiromi Takahashi for the, the latter half of 2018.
0: I couldn't agree more, right? Couldn't agree more. All
1: right.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a, a text from you. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't
1: send you the text because Mali took my phone to take photos of Scampi. So it, it, it's coming now. <laughs> Uh, what have we got next up is uh, the most improved wrestler of the year which is on its way to you so uh, as voted by you the most improved (laughs) wrestler of the year is Jay White with 1,359 points and not too far behind him is Hangman Page with uh, 1,339 we have got Zack Sabre Jr. in third place with 655 points (laughs) oh god (laughs) please wow (laughs) wow Mally. Is there a murder over there? What's happening? She's just she's sitting behind you, me and she's Scampy doesn't like cuddling and she's picked up Scampy okay. and she's put Scampy on her lap and he's just not having it. He's not enjoying it at all. And I'll tell you what's happened here. Right, on. Earlier on in the afternoon, I did it and Scampy loved it and he sat on my chest and he had a little sleep for about twenty minutes. And now Mally's trying to replicate that with no success. And I know the, the jealousy is eating her up inside. And our Scampy's walked off. All right, good. All right. scampi's got taken
0: control of the situation. I, I, I felt like I had to call the police over there. I, don't, I, didn't, I thought there was some kind of murder. Uh, yes, and let her know we're doing an award-winning podcast here. Uh, we are, you know, she could we, not we, give a shit. You can't I have. Think. I know. Isn't that amazing? Like, isn't it amazing when you talk to it to, to, to the misses and just, they just look at you with this blank stare, like, oh, I, I, "What?" I, yeah, go do the dishes. can you you bring up this laundry i'm like yeah okay great uh all right so again jay white hangman page zach saber jr yeah um Um, 20 20 votes separating the two jay white and hangman page that's pretty amazing
1: uh no not even 20 votes 20 points so uh right like uh four first place votes either way would have swung it so uh, then to the runaway winners there. Other people: El Desperado, three hundred ninety-two; Chase Owens, two hundred fifty-nine; Rapongi, three k, two hundred twenty-two; Taichi, two hundred twenty-one; Will Osprey, two hundred twenty. So the rest of them quite quite close together. Show to one hundred ninety-eight; to one oh seven; and renderita fifty. So jay White and Hangman Page overwhelmingly our listeners' most improved rest of the year. That's a great
0: that's a great honor, right? That's that's uh you know, if you're taking that next level and and the company's hanging their hat on you and the fans are recognizing that, that's what you want, right? That's 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 the name of this game. So good on Jay, good on Hangman Page especially. Hangman Page right there. That's 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 a great showing. Zach, I'm not too surprised about, um, and, and I don't even necessarily think it was improvement on Zach's part. I think it was recognition on Zach's part because I think Zach was pretty great leading up to this nice little run. I just think it was a more of a tip of the cap. I think for Hangman Page, well, I think he was good and he didn't really have a lot to show for it, um, and the company kind of hanging, you know, giving them more uh, uh, effort into Hangman Page. I think he's he's really taken advantage of it, and again, Jay White. We're we're hoping and praying that this is the moment that he makes that big leap into you know great match territory in this current run. But from a character development and from a uh, making the most of the position that you got, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the fans are right on board. So for for me, I'm kind of right in line with that. So my number one was Jay White. I gave him my top spot for most improved again, with 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 the knowledge of. Wrestle Kingdom is where is where we take the next step, and I think that will happen. I also number two went with went with Hangman Page, who, you know, let's be truthful, he was very much a skippable skippable person in my life, right? In my pro wrestling watching, uh, very easily skippable. That's not the case anymore. And dare I say, uh, looking for like I look forward to his matches and I look forward to his performances. So uh, he got my number two pick, and I went. We showed uh Umino, With uh, my third pick, because I wanted to get a young lion in there. I wanted to show uh, the, you know, because that's why they're there. They're there to improve. And to me, he's one of those people that has taken that next leap. So I went with a a third place spot there. But I think glaringly obvious white and hangman page and our listeners agree.
1: Southampton have scored again. Another bloody header. Come on, Arsenal. Sort that defense out.
0: Fuck. All right, my third place. You said this... Now, wait a minute. You were worried about this game. You said this was a You know, you were a little worried about this. It was an away game, right?
1: Yeah. It's not good. uh, I mean, away games in the Premier League are always tricky, and Southampton tends to be a bit of a bogey side for us. So, just the fact that we've conceded two headers so far in this match is a bit worrying, but... um, We tend to play better in the second half so I'm not going to hit the panic button yet. What I will do is tell you about my most improved rest of the year picks. Uh, Third place, I went with Sonada because I think last year he had the in-ring talent but he couldn't really connect with the crowd but now he's doing a much better job with that and I think he's on the cusp of that push that's going to launch him into the upper echelons because now his selling his facial expressions he's getting the crowd invested in him as a character Uh, all that kind of stuff has come on a lot this year and I think his G1 this year was much better than last year second place I have got Zach Sabre Jr. because I think his in-ring work has taken that final step up this year that has made him a worthy main eventer because it seemed to me that last year he he was just missing something like he was a step behind in those fast-paced closing stretches but I've noticed him improving throughout the year uh, not just in New Japan but also his resume of Outstanding matches in other companies speaks volumes about his progression. And again, I'm expecting big things from him in 2019. Definitely a singles title run of some kind. And first place, I've gone Hangman Page as well because he's always had the talent, but since the Jay White US Title Challenge this year, I think he started putting it all together. And like Sonada, he's much better at working the crowd these days, pacing his matches, positioning the big spots that he does for maximum effect. His G1 was. Very, very good, and he more than earned that spot that a lot of people were scornful towards at first. And like yourself, I had zero interest in him last year, and now I genuinely think he's the best guy in the elite, or, or at least the one with the most upside.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's a, definitely one of the two with the most upside, that's for sure. So, okay. Uh, I, I I, find your Sonata pick a little bit interesting. Not, not even placing uh you went outside the box a little bit there but yeah i mean i could see that um but yeah
1: all right good all right so where are we at next unsung hero yeah so unsung wrestler of the year so our winner from as voted by the fans um by some distance is tomohiro Ishii with 1784 points and then in second we got hangman page 794 el desperado 596 Sonada 586 Juice Robertson, 473. Evil, 308. ACH, 299. And Chris Jericho, 179. So Tomohiro Ishii, runaway winner there for Unsung Wrestler of the Year.
0: He he was, you know, at the, it, it, this this award should be just named the Tomohiro Ishii Unsung Hero Wrestler Award. But is he unsung, uh, Damon? He, because
1: we we and loads of other people have been singing his praises all year. So we are singing for him. So he's not really unsung, is he? Uh, right,
0: but I guess you know if you look at the promotion as a whole, there are people that really are passionate and adamant about him holding major gold, and that is yet to happen uh, All uh, due respect uh, excuse to me pro
1: uh, less than that yes he's the champion of the British statement he is my champion I understand right
0: I understand uh,
1: he again, will deliver no, us from no, the perils no. of brexit and get our country back on the right tracks.
0: All right. Well, a- again, I'm not not sh- throwing shade. Ew. Did I just say that uh, to uh, Rev Pro, the good people at Rev Pro, who I cannot wait to see come a- April. Uh, I look forward to VIP treatment from the Rev Pro team when I attend in New York City in the front row. Uh, please, uh, all due respect. Again, there are people that, uh, you know, would think given his talent and given his performance year after year after year after year that, you know, intercontinental and even so much as to say IWGP heavyweight champion Tomo Hiroishi. So uh, that's I think that's where that comes from. Yes. Yes. The people who watch the product love him, respect him, sing his praises problem is is that people believe he needs to be higher up in the hierarchy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that, that that's where those 1700 votes come in. It's it's the promotion. So uh for me uh well, well first one I'm I'm happy to see ACH on that list, right? Uh getting uh, almost 300 points. Chris Jericho uh as well, I think is well deserved. So for me, uh my unsung hero again, I I the fans the fans must have looked at my paperwork and must have looked at my ballot, Joel, because I as well have Tomohiro Ishii as my number one unsung hero uh, for the, the reasons that I just explained. Uh, my number two was Juice. Um, I feel like we've we've somehow, f- the 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 Juice train has lost some steam, and the G1 and the US title both... Uh, kind of speak to that, and uh, I think he deserves more praise for within the company, and even outside the company, right? I think I think he deserves a little bit more uh, pomp and circumstance when it comes to his performance, so like, he got my number two vote. Uh, my third was Sonata. Uh, um, uh, yeah, Unsung. Sonata. Uh, I went with Unsung because, you know, even in LIJ, I feel like, uh it's it's been a while for for him and every year we're kind of like oh this is sonata's year this is sonata's year and it doesn't seem to happen and again world tag league this year we 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 kind of feel that the momentum has has shifted from evil maybe to sonata and this might be the year that 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 we move forward with uh maybe a new japan cup win and uh gold for him as well so Uh, fingers crossed for that but yeah he got my third place vote uh, for unsung hero how about you
1: all right well i'm going in reverse order again so my third place pick was actually chris jericho because he's getting a lot of criticism for being a part-timer holding up the intercontinental title as you mentioned and uh, ostensibly preventing other guys from getting a prominent spot on the roster but i think people are underestimating the amount of western interest he's attracting to new japan i know a lot of people don't want to hear that but he is undoubtedly creating international buzz he works hard to get his feuds over, and let's not forget that his matches have delivered big, far beyond my expectations at the start of the year. Uh, the Omega match, the NITO match, the Evil matches, I thought they were all great. My second place pick is Evil, um, and like you, most people are looking at Sonada as the one with the most upside, but Evil can always be dependent upon to draw a crowd. Uh, he's a lot more popular than people give him credit for, and when he gets that tap on the shoulder, he can deliver a quality singles match. And... All of that, Damon, with one of the stupidest gimmicks I've ever seen. And the fact that he's managed to get himself over whilst looking like a, a Halloween goth panda is in and of itself worthy of praise. Uh, I don't think he's been given enough opportunity to shine as a singles wrestler. I know his G1 wasn't brilliant, but he was in the shit block. And while I don't think he's at the level where he can carry an inferior opponent, he is getting there. And my number one pick uh, for Unsung Wrestler is El Desperado. I think a lot of people have forgotten about Despy or, or maybe they just don't recognise his talent. I think he's helped establish the junior tag belts with a very good string of title defences that often get shorted on time. And while Canamaro is there to provide the... I'm going to go with your pie analogy. Kanemaru is the pie crust, but Despy is the delicious filling inside of the pie. He's a great promo, he's got a kind of languid snarkiness about him. And surprisingly expressive considering he's wearing a mask. You just go back and watch that moment where Hiromu licks Despy's title belt. And on the topic, I also think he and Hiromu had one of the best feuds of the year with the unrequited love thing that was going on during the Kazuna Kizo- Road Tour. And their match was awesome where he got uh, in the middle of the match, Despy gets unmasked, he just waffles Hiromu with the belt and then calmly reapplied his mask as if nothing had happened. Uh, he also had a terrific best at the super juniors and I suspect it's just myself and Liam from the discord who are flying the flag for this, but I want more Despy next year. Maybe even the return of Kyosuke Mikami who has a lot of history with Hiramu. And I think it's a match worthy of a dominion or a wrestle kingdom in the future. I like it. I like your picks
0: a lot. And I, I think they were well thought out. And I, th- I think the Chris Jericho thing rings a bell. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, again, people marked us down and you know, we're giving praise here to, uh, to Chris Jericho. So, uh, you know time stamp that and play that back when whatever you feel we're a little negative here uh and again the el desperado yeah um he could have easily gotten a, a pick of uh, a vote for me absolutely so um yeah I, I like the fact that there's a little diversity there uh and i think the votes are i kind of too aside from ishi you know the votes are pretty close across the board here so a, a lot of people uh feeling that a lot of different varied uh pro wrestlers get some votes and get some love so i like that idea good job by everyone on that one
1: okay so next category is the junior of the year awards and the winner is hiromi takahashi with 1,970 points followed very closely by will osprey with 1,857 and they are miles ahead of everyone else we've got kushida with 378 taiji ishimori 374 el desperado 246 and marty skull 197 so no surprise, really, that Hiromu and Will Ospreay ran away with this one, and there wasn't much difference between them. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm going to give you
0: my first shocked... Uh, uh, not that I'm saying that Hiromu Takahashi did not have an outstanding first half of this year. Do you think it beats Osprey's entire year? Do you want me to go
1: first with my picks? Oh, okay, yeah, if you want to jump into the picks, yeah. All yeah, right, so, I, uh, okay, I'll go ahead and then you can uh, give me your retort. So, third place I got Taiji Ishimori because I thought he was a much-needed shot in the arm for the junior division, which had got a bit stale, the same four guys feuding against each other. It was an awesome debut angle with Osprey. He had a great best of super juniors, he was a match of the year contender with Hiromu in the final, and he made the Bullet Club matches actually watchable off the back of a, a pretty horrible G1 and a really good junior tag team with Robbie Eagles. And I think he's often the best part of the Bullet Club multi-man tag matches. Now, second place, I have got Will Ospreay. Um, and I know, as I said before, it's funny calling him a junior now because he sure as shit doesn't look like one anymore. But he was the star of the division for the first half of the year. There was a Wrestle Kingdom four-way that was much better than I expected. The Hiromi match at New Beginning was great. The Okada match at the anniversary show. The Marty Skull match at Sakura Genesis was grotesque and brilliant in equal measure he had a terrific match with Kashida at Dontaku, he had a great best of super juniors as well, he had another cracker with Hiromu at Dominion, some excellent tag matches, another really good match with the Mighty Skull and a four star special well, four and a quarter star special with Taichi uh, although I think Taichi carried him in that match to be honest but uh, it seems oh. to me that New Japan have, have squeezed every last drop out of Master William as a junior so if this is his goodbye to the division it's been an outstanding year to do it but my first place pick is Hiromu Takahashi and it is my defence. So as with Ospreay, we got the Wrestle Kingdom four-way and the, the match at New Beginning against Ospreay. And let's not forget the brilliant promos involving fried chicken. Uh, some quality tag matches with Bushi against Roppongi 3K and Desperado and Kanemaru. There was a very good singles match against Kanemaru at Hino Kuni. An outstanding best of the Super Juniors. He had bangers against Despi and Dragon Lee. He had a spectacular final against Ishimori. There was the title victory against Osprey at Dominion, the aforementioned Kizuna Road match with El Desperado, the CEO tag match with Naito against Golden Lovers. I quite like that one. And um, then the fateful match at the G1 special with Dragon Lee. So to me, I think that's a really spectacular list for only half a year. And aside from the matches, the reason I've got him first as well is because I felt like he really let loose with his manic personality, which was so much more rich and compelling than simply like bringing Daryl the cat with him and some of the things that he did and said really resonated with people and uh, quotes like i truly believe cats can save the world and it's all too much for my simple mind my life is a mess things like that i think people really connected with that and there was one promo he had where he just started screaming and ran off. So his, his beautiful artwork that he did as well, his stop-motion videos, that book he made for Best of the Super Juniors, he just seemed to be universally adored. He was right on the cusp of becoming a megastar. So I hope he can come back to full strength because New Japan just isn't the same without him. I mean, I like the
0: argument, right? I like, I like, and again, he. I, just let's just go through my votes here. Um, we're, we're on the same page when it came to number three, Ishimori for me as well. Uh, but I flip flopped. Um, I went Hiromo number two, uh, and I went Osprey number one. And, and here was my thought. And, and, and I agree with everything that you said. I agree with everything that you said. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. It could very easily have flip flopped back, you know, to, to where you sit. Here's the one thing that I struggled with. One, again, the calendar year being what it is, right? It it was hard for me to go half a year, but uh, okay. Two, I, I, there was consideration on my behalf of Will Ospreay being in the mix of Wrestler of the Year. I actually had thoughts and, and had to go back and forth in my mind to be like, okay, is he or isn't he? Now, the entire body of work wrestling all over the world, he is going to be in that conversation. I don't know if I could just filter out everything else, and pop just the New Japan stuff to make him crack that top three for Wrestler of the Year. So, spoiler, he's not in that list. But he, over Hiromu, it, you know, is in that conversation, and that's why I had to put him number one. Because if I'm talking about him, even as a whisper, about being in New Japan's Wrestler of the Year, I, I got to make him the best junior, right? I I, I have to. If, if he's talking, if we're talking about wrestler of the year. So again, it wasn't by much. It was. And, and, and I trust me, if I wake up tomorrow, I could be, you know what, Joe, you made a fucking excellent point. I love the way you sold this one because I'll, I'll flip flop. But I, I th- that was the hardest part. I can't give Hirom a wrestler of the year or give him a slot or even consider giving him a slot um, over and, uh, over and above will. I just can't. And, and that's why I went Will.
1: I think you bring up an important point there about the flip-flopping because I have flip-flopped tremendously over the past few weeks. I'm sure what I actually entered into the the voting is very different to what I'm saying today, and it's going to be different to <laughs> Maybe. what I put in for the Obakase Awards. So I'm just changing my mind all the time. I'll hear arguments from other people, and I think that's fine. I think it's okay to be uncertain about things and be open for doubt and nuance and things like that. So this is not set in stone. Like, I'm not closing my ears to arguments that is going to swing me one way or the other. This is just how I felt this afternoon when I was writing it out. So there's a little caveat to go with that.
0: Yeah, I, I, full disclaimer, I went with my votes, right? I went with the, what I put in, but um, I'm having internal dialogue with, my. you know what I mean? Like, as I talk this out, and even external, because everyone's listening to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I see things and I hear arguments. And I'm like, ah, that's a good fucking point. But, um, yeah, but that's that's where, I, again, today as I wake up and and what I casted, it was Osprey, Hiromo, Ishimori for those reasons. But again, I like the fact that it could. The fact that it could. It just means that it was a great year. You know, the fact that there's arguments to be made both ways is is tremendous. So, uh, good on the fans, good on the listeners, and good on us. So, uh, th- th-
1: there's your Junior of the Year. Okay, so category four is Tag Team of the Year, and the winners narrowly uh, winning this are the Golden Lovers with 1,095 points. The Young Bucks with 1,073. Evil and Sonata with 937. Rapongi 3K with 927. Desperado and kanamari with 729. And Gorillas of Destiny right at the bottom with 261. So not that much in it between the top five, but um, top two, neck and neck at the front there, Golden Lovers and The Young Bucks.
0: Uh, I'm a little surprised. I'm not going to lie uh, that Golden Lovers won. Um, I don't, you know, I kind of, you know, if you you look at it objectively, they were in the pretty much the biggest, if if one of the biggest, if not the biggest storyline of the year, right Their uh, partnership and them getting together and them tagging. And then, you know, the, the match that they had with the bucks, um, I thought the feud and, and the storyline, the culmination of that. Was very disappointing, but I guess you can't. Well, I guess you can to a certain degree. Credit or lack of credit has to go around the horn for that, right? It's not you know where there's praise, there's got to be a little bit of finger wagging on that as well. Um, In ring, they're they're tremendous. Um, do they have the body of work though? I, I, I'm I'm a little bit
1: surprised by this one, Joel. Okay, well, I'll give you my picks. Uh, third place have gone with the Young Bucks. Two matches against Rapogi 3K were superb. I think people forget how good they are just because they happened so long ago. Um, there was a brilliant Golden Lovers match, the two bangers with Evil and Sonada, and a surprisingly good match against G.O.D. in September at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, but they do lose points for me for not doing the World Tag League. Now, like you, when I saw these results, I thought, Golden Lovers? What? rubbish and then i looked into it and i thought about it a bit more and i spoke to some people and i decided to put them as my second place pick so hear me out. um now actually the only thing that's holding them back from being first is the fact that they didn't have a proper crack at the tag title so it does leave me wondering why this brilliant tag team don't go for the gold if they're so good like who cares if kenny's champion Like, be a double champion fuck it I, i need a reason for them to be tagging like what's their goal together but in terms of the quality of the matches, they had a slow start. Uh, their first match w- against uh, Cody and Marty at Honor Rising it was fine. But since then, we had the Unboxed match a strong style evolved. Uh, the match against Cody and Hangman at Sakura Genesis was good. Uh, I said before, I really liked the CEO match with Hiromu and Naito. There was a really good match at a Road to Destruction show against Ishii and Osprey. There was the Fighting Spirit Unleashed match against Okada and Ishii. That was great. And last night's match against Tanahashi and Osprey was brilliant. So the body of work is there and each time they go out there they are delivering four four and a half stars sometimes even five star matches so it seems to me that Golden Lovers are now a team that they can slide in whenever they want an exciting main event that doesn't really mean anything so I hope they do more with them storyline wise maybe even a a match against Okada or Tanahashi and uh, a crack at the tag titles because again just the lack of being in the title picture is holding me back from putting them first But so in first place, I did put Evil and Sonata and I wish we saw more teams like this with two upper mid carders put together to have something meaningful to do and elevate the tag division. Their Wrestle Kingdom match against Killer Elite Squad was really good. They had a very good match with Goto and Okada in February. The two matches against the Young Bucks were excellent. They had a really good World Tag League run with quality matches against uh, steroid tag uh, Dangerous Techers and Ishii and Yano the final was a bit crap but I wouldn't blame them for that it was just far too long so I'm giving them top spot for consistency and also for basically holding the heavyweight tag division together with all of these part-time teams coming and going and it does hurt me not to include Desperado and Kanamaru and Rapogi 3k in this list because I do think they've done excellent work this year but there were just too many three-way matches and the matches of those teams didn't quite hit the highs of the other three teams that I've mentioned
0: okay and fair enough, because all, all that you listed and all those matches that you went over with Golden Lovers, that's what helped me at least put them in the mix, right? Uh, it, was, it was, in my mind, I battled with great performances in the ring with really not having a, what felt like a resolution or even a, a where is this going kind of moment in 2018, and maybe that's continuing on in 2019. Again, that Cork and Hall match that they just had helps kind of connect some dots and further along the the progress as we move along here. Um, It's kind of hard for me to put them outside of top three. I felt like they had to make it just, again, just match quality alone, Joel. they, They had to be in the mix. So they got my number three, Golden Lover's number three. Number two, uh, I went with Kanemaru and 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 Despi. I'm glad they did. And here's why, I went. Uh, here's why they were in anchor. They were a a rock, a solid, uh uh, 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 portion of a New Japan card throughout the throughout the entire year. It felt like like those. Those junior tag matches were at all at least good, right? And even when they weren't in defending titles or 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 or, 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 or challenging for titles, they were involved in in you know six man matches and multi man matches. Like you know, I talked about the entire calendar year how the, you know, and even into last year how like the second match of the show, when it was the junior tag t- Suzuki, they were in that mix. It was them. They were helping anchor that. Uh, I I liked the stability of them. I, I I liked, I thought they were one of the best heel tag teams in all of pro wrestling. I really thought they were that good. They got my number two pick. Number one, I went young bucks again. Uh, this is the first year in our awards that the young bucks had not won tag team of the year. Uh, I, I think their first half of the year was pretty tremendous. Um, even leading up into strong style evolved tag match with Golden Lovers. I thought they had a strong, strong, strong first year. The second half of the year was disappointing. Again, we didn't see them in world tag league. And I can understand why people, you know, were hesitant to give them a top spot. I just think their body of work is always good, always consistent. They're always in the mix. Do I like the way the year ended? I really don't. And it, I had to give it to them. Um, for for me, anyway, uh, they got my top pick. So I went Bucks 1, Kanemaro, Despi 2, Golden Lovers 3.
1: Yeah, again, this is something that I will almost certainly flip-flop on as the days go on. Uh, you make really good points about Kanemaro and Desperado. And again, I'm just very sad to leave out Rapongi 3K. So not too much in it. I think it was very competitive between all of those teams that we mentioned, apart from G.O.D., who were quite some distance behind everyone else. So, uh, moving on to number three, which is our show of the year, and the winner was Dominion with 2,171 points. Wow. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 got 1,571. The G1 final got 439. The B Block final, 265. Sakura Genesis, 240. Best of the Super Juniors, Night 13, 145. The A Block final, 68. New Beginning in Osaka, 66. And Wrestling Dontaku Day 2 got 57. So it was a two-horse race between Dominion and Wrestle Kingdom 12, but Dominion comfortable winners there. Wow! First year, first time that's happened,
0: right? So we've got back-to-back uh, new winners with Tag Team of the Year and uh, Show of the Year. Uh, that is my exact order as well, Joel. I, I did go Dominion, then Wrestle Kingdom, and then the G1 Final in that order uh, for you know for second and third. So um, that. You know, when we left Wrestle Kingdom last year, that was that was the talk of, okay. we don't really have that match of the year. Do we walking out of Wrestle Kingdom as we would you know, previous two, maybe even three years? So I thought everything was good, really good. uh, But nothing that was really knock your pants off, pants down stuff. So uh, Dominion, of course, you know, having that blow away uh, match that I'm sure will be in the mix for for match of the year. Um, wow, that's that's pretty historic. First time ever for these awards that Wrestle Kingdom gets the second place vote, but uh, I agree with the way the fans have voted and the, our listeners voted Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, G1 final.
1: Alright, I've been a bit naughty here. My third place pick wasn't actually included on the voting ballot, but I'm going with G1 night 14. So that had Sonada versus Yano with Yano getting stuck in the Paradise Lock and calling for help from Rocky where he's going, Rocky, Rocky. And then Rocky also getting trapped in the Paradise Lock and asking for them to get Milano. Uh, we had Goto against Tamatoga. That was a DQ disaster. But then we got Zack Sabre Jr. tapping out Juice Robinson with a cremation lily in a really good match. Then Ishii versus Omega in a five-star masterpiece. And then Ibushi and Naito tried to kill each other. Uh, so shame on Twitter for not suggesting this show because it was absolutely brilliant and uh, shame on me for forgetting it too Uh, second place I've actually gone for Dominion because the first half of the show was what made me put this second rather than first because tag matches the never three way they were all fine there was nothing bad about them but they weren't very memorable second half though where you had Bucks against Evil and Sonata, Hiromu against Osprey, Jericho against Naito, Omega against Okada. I mean, what more can you say about that? And of course, I was there live at Osaka Joe Hall. I had one of the best nights of my life, but picking between this and Wrestle Kingdom is really splitting hairs to me, and I've put Wrestle Kingdom 12 in top spot. I'm going to use Meltzer Star Ratings as the benchmark here. So we open up with uh, Young Bucks against Rapongi 3K. That's four stars. Now, I love the Never Six Man Gauntlets. Ibushi dragged Cody kicking and screaming to a four and a quarter star match. Evil and Sonata against Killer Elite Squad. That was four stars. Hair versus hair death match between Goto and Suzuki. That was four and a half, probably in my top five matches of the year. Four and three quarters for the junior four-way. Three and three quarters for Tanahashi versus White. Five stars for Jericho Omega and four and a half for Okada against Naito. So across the board, this show was unbelievably good. Uh, dominion certainly peaked higher but there were no bad matches at wrestle kingdom like from the moment i sat down in the tokyo dome five and a half hours later until the moment that i left i was absolutely enthralled Um, maybe it was because it was my first wrestle kingdom or the first wrestling show i've been to in about four years but this just felt more special than dominion and i want to say how privileged i feel damon to be able to have been there live for both shows and i just remember queuing up outside the dome um, buzzing on some strong zeros seeing everyone in their shirts and costumes and just i, I physically i couldn't stop smiling because i was so excited i was about to go and watch wrestle kingdom live and i mean just thinking about it now i've got goosebumps so listeners if you love new japan i urge you save up the pennies if need be get yourself to wrestle kingdom one year because there's simply nothing like it and arsenal of equalized it's yeah. two two
0: yeah look at that see all right uh look i can't agree with you more um it's it's Wrestle Kingdom is one of those you know especially for us, right? A uh, uh, a young kid out of England moving the the, the to uh, across the world, right? Falling in love with pro wrestling again. Uh myself being, you know, that lifelong fan seeing the being in the dome, the historic dome. Uh the fans outside is just one of the most, you know, so much fun. Everybody's having a great time everybody's enjoying themselves. Uh, And then, yeah, you watch some of the best pro wrestling of the year. So I get that. I absolutely get that. And again, I was there, I was there for 12. So uh, that, that second half of Dominion, just, you know, I, I, I'm watching it at my friend's house in Baltimore and I was, I I didn't know what to say. You know, I didn't know how they could top it. Uh, And they did. And, Yeah, I mean, again, I'm just trying to be as as I'm I'm trying to take all the greatness out of what Wrestle Kingdom is and the trip, and and uh, the the happiness that that, and just taking it for what the card is, and and trying to go back and forth. I I, to me, and again, I can wake up tomorrow and change my mind, but Dominion to me just edges that out a little bit. But split and splitting hairs. um, The vote was uh, not as close as I thought it would be, but. I I see the arguments back and forth, so no doubt about that. All right, there you go. There's your uh, show of the year. What are we on? uh, Match of the year next? Oh, boy, here we go.
1: Here we go. So uh, number two, match of the year. Um, This one wasn't even close. Runaway winner is Okada against Omega at Dominion with 1,852 points. Then we've got Tanahashi versus Ibushi. The G1 final was 659. Hiromu against Ishimori, the best of Super Juniors final, 404. Uh, Ibushi versus Ishii, G1 day 10, 369. Ishii versus Omega, G1 day 14, 337. Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks with Strong Style evolve 210. I'm not going to list all the others, but those are the top six. So uh, no surprise really that Okada against Omega was um, such a dominant winner there. Yeah,
0: I'm just going over this list. Seeing what's on there and
1: what a year, Damon! What an incredible year for yeah. not just New Japan but for pro wrestling. I mean, this is just staggering stuff. How the, the just the quantity of outstanding matches we had.
0: It really is amazing, and and just the the amount of votes that people you know took the time to 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 kind of uh, you know Tanahashi and Okada from G One, Omega and Naito from Day Two G One. Um, you know, Abushi Naito day fourteen. Uh, even even Jay White and Juice from the G One Special got a couple votes in there. Um, look, it's it's a long list. Top three are 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 just some of the best matches ever. Dare I say? Again, Hiromo and Ishimura in, uh, on the best of the Super Junior Final coming in third. Tanahashi Abushi G One Final coming in second, and of course Dominion's Okada and Omega that you know many people have said is the greatest match they've ever watched. So, and and who am I to argue? So, for me, when we talk about match of the year in a list that's that is long and length lengthy, uh, here's here's where I went. I went number three. I went with Tanahashi and Ibushi from the G1 Final. That was my number three. Uh, my number two was uh, Omega Ishi, G1 Night fourteen. I thought that match was one of the just amazing, uh, and had me jumping out of my seat, and I think lots of people too. Uh, And, of course, number one, I went with a three-fall Omega-Okada match that, again, personally, I think is one of the greatest matches I've ever watched live, or excuse me, ever watched, period. I did not watch it live. Uh, It was, uh, uh, again, a three-fall match, the pace that they went at. um, You know, growing up, you would hear two out of three-fall matches, and you kind of would roll your eyes because you knew first two, you know, the first two portions of that were going to be shit it's gonna be boring. They're gonna be grabbing rest holds, and again, the length of time that they went, um, at at the pace that they went was was almost superhuman, um, and and again, one the, pfft, if if not the greatest one of the greatest matches I've ever watched live. So, um, I think it's fair that they got the number one vote, and it's a rightful deserving honor of match of the year.
1: Number three, I've gone for Omega against Ricardo at Dominion. Might have been number one if Kenny hadn't acted like such a buffoon, basically from pinning Okada onwards. But either way, putting that to one side, this was a spectacular match. It was the culmination of an 18-month story. uh, Tons of callbacks, story beats. I was sitting there in Osaka Joe Hall in my Kenny Omega t-shirt, cheering, having a lovely time. So I'm going to hold on to that nice memory and... Not let all the other crap that came after us taint that moment because it was an incredible match, an amazing performance. Second place, I got Hiromu versus Ishimori in the best of Super Juniors final, which was very nearly number one. This just, for me, is a perfect match. It was 35 odd minutes of wild entertainment, red hot crackle and crowds best match of Hiromi's career so far some crazy crazy bumps there was the shotgun drop kicking the aisle Ishimori throwing Hiromi down the stairs uh, Ishimori reversing the D triangle choke everything built off the tournament matches really nicely and I, I was jumping off my myself when Hiromi won I was just so emotionally invested in the idea of him winning because I wanted to see him win that belt at Dominion because I already had my tickets then so it was not just a great junior match but a great match overall and my first place match is Ibushi against Tanahashi in the G1 final um You know, I'm tempted to just read the review that I wrote for Voices of Wrestling instead (laughs) of giving my half-baked thoughts on this. Um, Go. Yeah? All right, I'm going to do it. So, after Tanahashi lost his IWGP title match to Okada at Dontaku on May the 4th, he insisted that he hadn't given up and he would return against Stronger. I was sceptical, but here we are. Hiroshi Tanahashi looks set to main event Wrestle Kingdom 13. His output so far in 2018 started with a somewhat disappointing win over Jay White, followed by a terrific match against Minoru Suzuki, a great New Japan Cup run, the outstanding aforementioned title match against Okada, and a very good G1 run that included yet another stunning time limit draw against Okada. But there are still people scornful over his potential inclusion in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Doubtful that he can produce the kind of match they want on such a grand stage. They're wrong. This match was spectacular and even delivered beyond my lofty expectations. The timing, precision and athleticism were breathtaking. An added layer of drama was provided by the surprise presence of Katsuyori Shibata in the corner of Tanahashi and Kenny Omega for Ibushi. Tanahashi out-wrestled Ibushi in the first half of the match. Ibushi used his trickery to subvert the Tanahashi playbook and work a foothold back into the match. Then the contest clicked into the high gears when Tanahashi slapped Ibushi, the same slap that broke Okada. This slap did not break Ibushi. It flicked that switch that turns him into murder Kota, and the rest of the match escalated into sheer violence. Ibushi's G1 run was forged in the hellfires of B-Block, in vicious fights with the likes of Ishii Goto and his own lover Omega. Ibushi brought all of that violence to Tanahashi, who was caught off guard by the sheer brutality of his opponent's offence. He even threw in a Bomaye for good measure, a move that had defeated both men at days gone by. It looked like the ace had finally been overwhelmed after a series of sadistic and ugly moves that left me worried for their safety. However, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the ace for a reason. He was able to channel the fighting spirit that made him a multi-time G1 winner, Wrestle Kingdom main eventer and IWGP heavyweight champion, and fired back with a final rally of his classic moves. Ibushi had nothing left. The last ounce of fight was pounded out of him with the first high fly flow. He was a dead man walking when he ate the second. The third was simply the nail in the coffin. After the match, Tanahashi celebrated with his friend Shibata, and only the hardest of hearts could fail to find joy in such a moment. A truly outstanding match, more than worthy of such a grand stage, and proof that a 41-year-old Hiroshi Tanahashi is still capable of delivering the kind of matches that deserve to headline the biggest shows. Make no mistake, Kenny Omega vs Hiroshi Tanahashi will be everything you want from a Wrestle Kingdom main event and more. Naito fans and Ibushi fans may wail and gnash their teeth at the injustice of it all, but just watch this match and listen The Japanese fans still adore Tanahashi and are thrilled at the prospect of him having one more crack at the gold. This may not be the Wrestle Kingdom main event that you wanted, but the fans will come in their droves, and the match will deliver. Tetsuya Naito will get his chance, Kota Ibushi will get his chance, but Wrestle Kingdom 13 belongs to Hiroshi Tanahashi, the fading ace, and his one last roll of the dice. Dan, hit the music. We're done. (laughs)
0: Right? How do you fucking top that? Right? Huh? Huh? Who's not Who's Who's not pumped up over this, right? Who's not antsy and just tapping on their steering wheel right now, just waiting and counting the days until Wrestle Kingdom, right? That's, that's good stuff, Joel. That's good stuff. Now, I don't want to hear anybody ever complain to us or bitch and moan to us that we're not fans, right? Or 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 we're net because guess what That's is what it is all about. Love it. Excellent job there. Great. Uh, I, look, I, I, I see it. I hear it. I hear the passion. I, I hear the. I hear it. And, and it got my number three right. It got my number three. Uh, I, I just Kenny and 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 Okada. They did what you described for over an hour. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean and that that's that's really the difference. He, they it feels like they did that for and 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 again the, the the culmination of Kenny finally finally getting that title and getting that big win and 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 crossing that line and, and and becoming the star. um yeah, I mean, listen, we could go back and forth. what what you wrote and what you read is exactly how I felt for that match. Um, and then some for, for Kenny and and, and, uh, and uh, Okada. So uh, listen, I, I love the fact that there's the diversity of matches that were voted upon, but uh, I can't argue with the winner. So great job by everyone there.
1: Okay, we've got the big one now, wrestler of the year. And you, the listeners of the Super J cast, have voted your wrestler of the year for 2018, Kenny Omega, with 1,162 vo- uh, points. Kota Ibushi in second place, 728, followed very closely by Hiroshi Tanahashi, with 720. Tomohiri Ishii, 636. Zack Sabre Jr., 495. Kazuchika Okada, 489. Will Ospreay, 291. Hiromu Takahashi, 261. Jay White, 104. Tetsuya Naito, 80. And Minoru Suzuki, 56. So again, very, very clear dominant win from Kenny Omega there. And not surprised at all.
0: Not surprised at all. And uh, as I say that, not surprised at all, because I knew he would get votes uh, and again not surprising but i thought it would be a smidge closer a smidge closer look kenny omega in the ring absolutely deserves this award he had an outstanding in ring year uh, you can't take that away from the guy if you want to if you want it, you know finger wave and 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 kind of on on some of the outside stuff and again it's not it's not for everybody. There are people that question us and like, what the fuck are you guys talking about with the outsider? It, it, again, it's it's really kind of like what you prefer, right? Um, and how you see your champion and all that stuff. So a lot of a lot of little intangible things that go into that. But in ring, I, I find it hard pressed to 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 find someone consistent. And uh, he, this was his year. This this was his year from the dome, uh, Dominion, uh, strong style evolved, um, and and again even even though we didn't have to, we talked about it that Cork and Hall show right, it, uh, tag matches with Abushi, his G one, right there the, it's you can go down the list he he does listen I know there 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 are fans that are passionate about Kenny Omega obviously. They, they they voted for him as their favorite overall, right? And there are people that are just as equally as passionate about, uh, I don't know about this, right? Um, I've always said that Kenny Omega is one of the top three pro wrestlers in the world. Um, uh, in the ring, he is one of my favorites, and he is well-deserving of this award, no, no doubt in my mind. Um, it's funny because... Even as I say that though, boy boy, this was a struggle for me like this, this, like I had people going in and out of my list for wrestler of the Year, and again, you can only vote three, so I was really going in and out with different people and in different orders and different combinations of these three. All these names were in that mix somewhere. it felt like to me Every, you know I, I I can make an argument for just about everybody in the list that 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 at least got votes from our listeners. For me, my wrestler of the year, I went with Tanahashi 3rd. Tanahashi 3rd, right? Um, I I just feel like a guy that didn't have to be great was great this year and consistent and and delivered in big ways and big spots when, truth be told, it felt like in our minds and in our hearts he didn't have to, but he did. My second place, I'm going to read off a couple of names here and a couple of events. Versus Zack Sabre Jr., Day 3, New Japan Cup. Versus Goto, G1, Day 12. Sanada J- G1. Ishii, G1. Naito, G1. Strong Style, Abd Tag Match. G1, D- Day 18. G1 Final. It's Kota Obushi Kota Obushi had one of the most outstanding in-ring years of any pro wrestler. Any. think of th- 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 Again, I just rattled off those matches that, that were g- not good. Not good! Great. He's had a great year. An outstanding year. A world-class year. He got my number two. I also voted for Kenny Omega number one. You can't have the body of work that he had in ring and have all these matches with people that I truly respect saying the same thing some of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life, right? People have been watching this nonsense for years, years. They had the videotape library to prove it. They had the ticket stubs to prove it. They had the receipts on their credit card for the plane trips to prove it. Some of the best pro wrestling they've ever seen in their lives. Again, with with Kenny Omega, you're going to get what people might think is the good, and what might some people might think is the That's Kenny Omega. That's what you get. But I'll take some of the stuff that I might eye-roll. I'll take that if I can get the in-ring that he delivers consistently. 2018, Kenny Omega is my Wrestler of the Year.
1: And also, I want to chip in about Kenny. He's our, uh, our listeners' tag team wrestler of the year as well. So what an achievement that is to not only be uh, have the best match and be the best wrestler, but also be the best tag team as well. That's, that's an incredible resume. Wow.
0: That is a that something to think about. That that is pretty amazing, and it, and, and and your number two. They pick won as well. by a
1: decent margin. Your number two pick, yeah. the number one yeah. pick, the best a- tag team, and match of the year, and match of the year. I can't argue with any of that. I mean, Kenny's had a terrific year. So uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I, he, he's not in my top three, and I haven't excluded him because of all the shenanigans that I mentioned earlier. There were just three other people whose work I enjoyed slightly more than him and it was really really tough for me to pick but third place I've gone for Hiromu for all the reasons I've mentioned above I think he had half a year better than most people's entire years which still holds up as one of the best in spite of his injury and also again I I felt uh, an emotional connection with him so I just really enjoyed his output this year number two like you I've got Kota Ibushi I've gone into the terrific tag matches he had before but the singles matches like you said he gave Cody the best match he probably ever have in his career he had a belter with yoshihashi in the new japan cup uh, an equally good match in the next round against zack saber jr uh, a four-star rematch with cody um now i know this one's not new japan but his super card of honor match with hangman page was great as well his entire g1 was brilliant the highlights being the ishii match naito and omega but the zack saber jr match the juice match sonata goto matches were damn good matches too he even gave Tama Tonga his best match of the G1. And I've already spoken about how amazing the G1 final was. That's my match of the year. Um, he was the least bad part of that three-way at King of Pro Wrestling. I'll say that in his defense. Like, like you said, truly outstanding year for Kota Ibushi. Uh, my number one pick is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, as a newer fan, I've always watched Tanahashi with a sense of wistfulness. Like, I feel like I missed out on the era of him at his peak as the ace of the company and after that Dontaku match where he lost to Okada I really thought he was done I thought he was going to fade into dad territory so I'm so excited David to have him making his well deserved resurgence because my god he's still got it and this is the biggest story of 2018 the Jay wayt match admittedly wasn't great but since then four and a half stars with Suzuki at New Beginning where he made Suzuki look like an absolute murderer he had a terrific New Japan Cup run with matches that started off good Again and got better and better uh, against not the greatest opponents so he started off, he had Taichi, Bad Luck Fale Juice Robinson and Zack Sabre Jr and those matches just improved they started off good, they got better he made a star out of Zack Sabre Jr in the final uh, most people have forgotten that cracking tag match that he had with Kushida against Okada and Ospreay at Dontaku Night 1 the Dontaku title loss to Okada is in my top 5 I love that match so much that I wrote an, an entire article about it that was storytelling at its finest his G1 opener against Suzuki was a, a wild 40 minute sprint that I absolutely loved. And he had a much better second match against Jay White. He dragged Farley to another good match. He had decent matches against Hangman and Makabe. He had a really good match sneaking a win against Yoshihashi. Two four star bouts with Evil and Elgin. Five star 30 minute draw against Okada. Match of the year versus Ibushi in the final. Five stars against Okada at Destruction. Four and a half for the third Jay White match at of Kingle of Pro Wrestling. So. Those three matches got better each time. And then last night's awesome tag match to put the cherry on the cake, which a phenomenal year. Absolutely phenomenal. You put Tanahashi in the big spot, and he delivers every single time. There's nobody else like him on the planet. I urge you, listeners, cherish him. Enjoy every second of him, because he will go down in history as one of the very best professional wrestlers of all time. Yeah, well said. I mean, look, that... that,
0: that yeah, yeah. That our top three, you know, you could, you know, they're going to be Hall of Famers, right? Every one of them Hall of Famers, without question. First ballot Hall of Famers, not even, not even, not even consider I mean, Tanahashi, it's it, it, you know, Omega. I, I think definitely Ibushi. I think definitely, it's amazing. It's amazing, uh, amazing time to be a fan of this of this product. So, uh I I think 2018 will go down as a low key, you know, when people look back on it, a low key greatest year. Um and and it shouldn't be. I think it should be more praised. I think 2018 was a spectacular year. Um and and I don't think it's getting the the props that it deserves. So outstanding job by everyone out. And again, I I, I said this a million times. These are your votes, right? This is your, your voice. You've made it heard. Um, uh, and I'm very proud of each and every one of you guys who, and, and who took the time and the effort to, uh, vote and to think and to map out of what you enjoyed, right? Uh, no matter where your fandom lies, uh, you're a fan of this product, and so are we. and we're very passionate about it and so are you because you wouldn't be listening to this right now if you weren't. so as uh, as a, a year end award, thank you everybody for let's be honest here for making this year a a, a trans you know what was a transition year for me, right uh, and and this show and what it's evolved into and I couldn't be more proud, right to have as many people vote and many people take the time. And, and share their fandom with us. And we hope we, we do the same thing for you, and we hope to continue doing that throughout the year. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart for participating. You did a good job, uh, each and every one of you, every guy, every gal, every every child, every adult, every person, everyone. So thank you again. You did a great job. And there you go.
1: There are our awards for 2018. Hear, hear. Um, I just got a bit terrified because Southampton thought they scored, but it's been flagged for offsides. Uh, a little bit of shit just came out. So uh, we've got 15 minutes left, Damon. Uh, uh, it's on a nice edge, still, still <laughs> locked at 2-2. And I feel there's another goal in this one. So uh, let's uh, dip into the questions uh, while we wait for this game to play out. So um, Discord questions. Dr. Poodle Papa says, do you think we'll be seeing any returning lions on excursion at New Year's Dash? And will the Great Okan gimmick come to Japan? Uh, I don't think the Great Okan gimmick will come to Japan. I think he'll ditch that. As far as returning lions, I guess there's a chance we see Kawato coming back um, or maybe even Kitamura making an appearance. Um, What do you think?
0: I don't know. I don't know how um, CMLL... announces cards or or if they're you know diligent in announcing lineups this far out Um, uh, but i guess your best bet would be take a look at the lineup sheets for for them and and because would be the, the the one that i would kind of like point at and be okay that might be the one i don't think we will but um that would be the one that i would say more likely i don't think we'll see Uh, What what was it? The great Ocon? I hate that gimmick so much with the stupid question mark. I hate it. I really do. I don't like it at all. Uh, I I hope it does not come back. It
1: stinks. Okay. uh, Nicole, who does such a great job on our Discord, let me plug it again. Such an awesome place. If you, like me, uh, are someone who doesn't have any New Japan watching friends to chat about, please join. Uh, There's no gatekeepers there. Everyone's really friendly. And I love going on there. If I'm watching a show, I'll go on there and chat pretty much every day and there's some really cool people on there so Nicole asks both nights of the road to Tokyo Dome during the main event's Chris Charlton was reminding everyone of the end of an era in Japan as the Emperor is about to abdicate and the relevance to New Japan and Tanahashi. Thoughts on the idea that this commentary is setting up an Omega win at Wrestle Kingdom, signifying a similar shift and Tanahashi formally beginning the slow descent to New Japan dad status. Um, I don't know if the result of the Wrestle Kingdom main event is something that they would share with the commentators. I really can't see that. Oh, we nearly scored! Um, But I still still think Tanahashi's going to win, maybe in hope more than expectation so um there could be something to that what do you think about the the fact that is it the the heisei era oh my god Scampy is in his litter tray and he's having like the noisiest shit of all time he's he's been burying it for the last 30 <laughs> seconds you can probably hear it i mean i apologize this is this is probably the worst audio quality i've done since the snap Crackle and pop episode in osaka because uh we've had scampi screaming having a shit we've had Mali cooking and shelling peanuts and coughing and blowing her nose <laughs> it's just been a disaster down <laughs> my end so uh yeah hands off I'll, I'll you know take an l on that one uh but yeah what would you say to this idea about the the change of emperor and possible implications for tanahashi and the main event of wrestle kingdom
0: i i think if anything it, it might be just the opposite right you're kind of setting people up to have that big win so uh yeah I agree with you I don't think Kevin Kelly knows I don't think Chris Charlton knows I don't think uh, anyone really knows um but uh I, I like the I like the historical uh nod there to give us a little taste of what's going on in in the country of Japan uh for people who might be unaware so uh no but I don't think it has any any factor with when it comes to uh, the Wrestle Kingdom in event
1: okay Mike Mixelplix has written a dissertation here uh, on day one of the Road to Tokyo Dome tour Kevin Kelly mentioned on commentary the idea of Osprey becoming never champion at Wrestle Kingdom wrestling in the best of super juniors and just a few months later wrestling in the G1 what would you put on the odds that we see a junior enter the G1 this year because they're holding the never openweight title thus completing the Mixelplex never open master plan uh, also do you think it should be Kushida that gets into the G1 instead winning the title off of Osprey at Dominion uh, looking forward to that solo victory lap, assuming this all pans out. Um, I can't see it being I just Personally, I just think he's too small. And if he did go in the G1, what's his record going to be? Who, which guys is he going to beat? Like, is he gonna, probably going to end up like, I don't know, three and six or something. And I don't know if that's something that particularly excites me. I think Osprey, I would say he's a lock for being in the G1 next year. So he would be the person to do that. And again, I, I don't know if he would be in Best of Super Juniors. I would see... Him winning the Neville Openweight title as him making that official transition to heavyweight. Um, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't. I don't see Will as a junior anymore. Um, I think him, you know, if he does win the title uh, at Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, that's that's his coronation. That that that's where he goes to the big boy table. So no, uh, if he and I do think he's a lock for G one too. So I think you definitely will see Will in G one. So uh, to answer the question, no, it won't be a junior, but it will be Will. And he won't be a junior, uh, and he'll be in G1. All
1: right, I'm going to read this out just for the wackiness of it. Do you think there's money in putting Jeff Cobb back in the boiler suit and mask from Lucha Underground, calling him Bullet heads, the bullet or bullet monster, and giving him the bad luck Farley spot in Bullet Club? A work rate ace would really help get this version of Bullet Club over with me. a Jay White could just point him at shit he wanted destroyed and cackle like a prick sounds like gold to me and you think bullet monster or whatever shirts in the proper bullet club style would have to outsell jeff cobb shirts right uh, <laughs> the idea amuses me but i think jeff cobb is a guy who if ring of honor have got any sense they would be strapping the rocket to and building their entire promotion around him so i can't see him figuring much into new japan and certainly not rehashing the old matanza Queto gimmick
0: yeah, um, I, I got to take a break. I'm sorry. Um, I'm pouring gasoline over myself and laying myself on fire, at that thought. Thank you. Good night, everyone. <laughs> no, please, let's let's not do that. I don't like that idea at all. I'm sorry. Please, don't, let's not do that.
1: All right, uh, Tyler says, do you like Excalibur on commentary? Personally, I thought he was excellent and I hope he comes back. Uh, Excalibur, I thought he was really, really good, but I think him and Kevin Kelly were sort of stepping on each other's toes a bit. They were both trying to do play-by-play. Uh, but I did like Excalibur, but I just think maybe uh dynamics still need to work themselves out if he and Kevin Kelly are going to do it together.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought he was fine. Um, you're right, though. It, it did feel like... But here's the thing, though. Kevin did take a back seat, and he didn't have to, let's be truthful, but it did feel like he would take a back seat and let Excalibur run a little bit and then uh, kind of get back into the mix. But yeah, to me, it felt like at times you had two play-by-play guys and you need one, and the other person adds color, to that person's play by play, right? So, uh, but I thought it was fine. Um, you know, I listen, again, I we talked about it before, but uh A team should be Kevin Chris and and Don and B team should be uh Mavs and, and, and if you want to put Excalibur in there, great. And a Rocky Romero, that'd be fine as well. So uh, I'd be okay with that.
1: Uh, we know Osprey spent months selling the neck after the botched Spanish Fly WrestleMania weekend. With this rib injury, how much do you feel he sold against Taichi? How much was legitimate and how long will this last? Uh, I think it was all selling. Um, I think a broken rib takes about a month to heal properly, maybe six weeks. So I'm sure he's fully healed. I, I'm sure he's not uh, having any residual pain after that because I had, I don't know if it was a bruised rib or broken rib or whatever, and uh, I certainly would be doing professional wrestling with one. So uh, what do you think? It might be a little, I mean, I, I don't think it's the same as when he
0: got hurt. I think, it, you know, you know if you're know, you probably ramped down, mind you. But again, they're tough cookies. They're, they wrestle hurt all the time. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some discomfort, but I don't necessarily think it's the same as when he originally got hurt. So uh, I think it's a, I would go 80-20 of selling. So 80 selling, 20 uncomfortability but um yeah you got to give him credit he all the knocks on will osprey selling i don't know 2018 seems to me the uh the, quieted a lot of those people i would think so uh good job at will
1: uh jared says i have my issues with harold may like many fans do over the banning of swearing and little things like archer spitting water However, in the interest of fairness and accuracy, I'm wondering if there is any actual evidence or reports he is actively involved in the booking. Some fans online seem to think he does. Uh, I don't think he's involved in booking at all. I don't see any evidence in the booking that this is uh, strayed from what Gato's playbook usually is. Oh, fuck, Southampton has scored. Um, I, from what I've seen in the Harold May interviews, he uh, is just wanting to make the product more... Uh, I don't know, more acceptable to a wider audience. That's why he was trying to get rid of things like the swearing, just the more sort of unsavory elements of it. So I don't think he has got any say in the book whatsoever. Now, uh, I don't think Harold does per
0: se, but again, I think he's more along the lines of the swearing and the spitting and making it a little bit more. Again, nobody wants to go to a pro wrestling show. I don't care what anybody says. No one wants to go to a pro wrestling show and be upon. Huh? You know, I, I I can't imagine it. That's not fun, Right. Uh, you might laugh un- you know, uh, uncomfortably at it, but nobody really wants that. Um, so, and the cursing is, you know, it's, it's a running joke for us because, you know, we hear it and we're like, gee, my God. But, uh, it's, it's, un- it is, if you think about it, it is sort of unnecessary, right? Do you really need to go into a, you know, people could say the same thing about this show too. Let's be honest. Is it really necessary, Damon, for you to go MF everything? Um, I will say this though. Uh, I have heard that that it again, it's not like they're sitting at a at a table with notebook and pen, and talking to Ghetto about booking decisions. But I, you know, that name, uh, Michael Craven, has come up more than a few times to me about his involvement in the promotion. Um, now that might be a a, a an, um, you know he's more involved on the American and, or the Western side. Um, but it has been expressed to me that there has been some dabbing of, of the product that you have seen, uh, from Michael Craven. I could be dead wrong. That's just what I've heard. So don't fucking kill me if I'm wrong, but that's what I've heard. So, uh, take that for what it's worth. And now does that, again, that doesn't mean that they're sitting there at a, at a table, at a conference table, before Wrestle Kingdom and he's like, no, fuck that. Uh, you know, Jay White's your champion. I don't know. You know, just throwing an example out there. I I don't think that's the case, but I I do think that there is some elements that, that they are getting involved in. I, I think that is true.
1: Uh, question do you think the new Bullet Club is the beginning of faction realignment across the company not only do we have Okada and Tanahashi teaming up but we're seeing more Chaos members teaming with the regular army as well as Makabe running out to save Chaos it seems like they're teasing this to me uh, yeah I think there is something to that I think we might see in the uh, next few weeks when they announce the teams for the never six man gauntlet I think they might start shuffling things around because there seems to be a big mishmash between the Chaos guys and the um, I can't. What, what are they calling it now not the Seki gun um h- hontai not hentai that's something else uh <laughs> uh i think i think i think hontai that name freaks to mind but uh yeah i think there's a chance that we might see that uh realigned over the next few weeks but i know damon you don't give a shit about that correct uh, next question, then. Uh, Kevin says, Damon, on a scale of Yoshihashis, with 10 being Karma and one being Titus O'Neill, how jealous are you of the Joel WH Park bromance? Now, I got two shout outs from WH Park. Well, I say I did. We did. Super J cast did on uh, the post pro rest show and also on Eastern Lariat. So, uh, those obviously, along with the Super J cast, are the, the three musketeers of the uh, Japanese uh, pro wrestling podcast world. So, uh, you're jealous, aren't you, Damon? bit it. All right. What if I am? What? What if I am? Right. Look, everybody I fucking know is going
0: to this goddamn show. Uh, everyone's gonna have a great time. There's gonna be uh, a meetup. There's gonna be just you know, Again, everything I talked about with Wrestle Kingdom. It's it's. You know, I'm gonna be sitting here with my pants down. Jerks. And I don't like this this idea of you. Uh, here's what here's what's gonna happen. You're going to become buddy-buddy, right? You're going to have a couple of beers. And then, you, and then it's going to be the whispers after a, couple, after a couple of pops are in you. And then you're going to tell – you're going to be like, oh, you know what? I really don't really like doing a show with Damon. And then he's going to be like, yeah, I don't really like doing it. And then the next thing you know, you two are together running, running off doing your own little fucking podcast. And I'm like, ah, all right. And then, I'm, then, I'm, then I got
1: Colin on speed dial. All right? <laughs> I tell you, the real kick so, is going I, to be when we get Eric involved in this as well. 'Cause he's coming to Wrestle right, Kingdom, correct? Uh, right.
0: He's going. Uh you'll have Mackie. You'll have uh our our Aussie friends, Claire and Kyle, Fumi, right? Uh he'll he's he's there. Um I mean Frazier will be there, right? I'm sure Frazier will be there, and so will uh Arthur Kim who is awesome. Uh he's from New York, and he uh he used to take photographs for all of the Yoshi promotions. Uh, so he, he, he's well-known there and people like, especially when it comes to like the stardom and and the wave and all that stuff. And, and he's the King of, yeah, there's this underground zero one show in a basement in the middle of uh, Shibuya. Uh, You want to go? And we're like, yeah. And then you wind up and you're in some fucking basement, right? With a ring with chains for ropes and, just craziness ensuing and you're drunk and the next thing you know ricky fuji's walking by you in a cowboy hat and you're like how did my life become this that's arthur lonkin so hey i'm gonna miss all that so uh on a scale of one to ten how about 13 how about 13 uh i have a how about 13 And we'll leave it at that. Uh,
1: The shirt guy says, favorite NJPW calendar year? Uh, I haven't been following long enough to really answer that question, but Damon, off the top of your head, do you have a favorite calendar year for New Japan?
0: Mm,
1: I would say either 94, 95.
0: uh, 2017 was great. Uh, I would say between those two, 2017, 2016 was great. Uh, uh, 94, 95 was pretty great. Um, Even the '80s, like '80, like I went back and watched, like some '83, '84, uh, was really good. Even like like '82 started. Yeah, it's like '82, '83, '84 is pretty great. Um, '2000s, mm, they're somewhat forgettable. Uh, Yeah, I think I think that's a, a good launching point right about there
1: uh vice hazuki says what is gado's legacy as booker with its numerous callbacks in the highlight matches long-running feuds and stories his style has seemed to be a lot closer to all japan's King's road the faction system are his crutch to book so many shows over a year do you think in 20 years he'll be remembered as the multi-man tag booker or one of the greatest bookers ever
0: one of the greatest bookers ever let's i mean while we all complain about the tag situation in the grand scheme of things Name me, the, you know, talk to me about Ricky Choshu's run with the book and t- talk to me about the tag situation then. You know what I mean? Like it's – you remember the heavyweight title scene. That's really the, what is bringing in the fans and bringing in the ticket sales and bringing in TV contracts. It's who you have up top. And and truth be told, you know, that that entire Tanahashi, Okada, uh, and then Oka- and AJ involved in that, and, um, and, and now Kenny – I, look, I don't think you get much better than that kind of, and even Naito to a certain degree. And and trust me, I truly believe that Naito will get his due. Um, no, I think I think he'll go down as one of the top. Him, Choshu, uh, Sakaguchi will be in that mix. Uh, I think those are the people that you really want to lean on for for New Japan and 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 who will be remembered as the top guys with the pencil
1: yeah totally agree Uh, Jeff says who are some names you've heard battered around as potential signees for NJPW in the coming year names such as Devitt, Nakamura Anderson and Gallows and so on what are the odds you think names such as these actually come back Uh, personally I don't know if I want to see any new signings over the next six months or so I think they've got uh, as I've mentioned several times a bloated roster as it is so they could do with trimming some of the fat rather than bringing in new names but uh, have you um, got any thoughts about likely new signings Signings over the next year.
0: Um, I think they do. I think that I think they'll be aggressive in in when when time comes. I, I definitely think they will. Um, I don't think they necessarily have to, but um, I, I think they'll be aggressive. I'll. Uh, I I don't know specifics. I don't know definitely if it's Balor. I don't know definitely if it's Nakamura. I don't know definitely who. Um, but I, I I think it's a very safe statement to you know uh atami i i think they'll be aggressive in luring people back to the fold i I think that's a definite
1: okay uh we can dip into the twitter questions maki says what is the best non-wrestling thing to do in tokyo and why is the answer to that question shopping at don quixote at 1 a.m after a night of chugging strong zeros now i'll tell you damon who loves don quixote and that's scampi because every time we go to japan we get him loads of these little creamy fishy treats that he loves so we're going to be stocking up on those um and I know, I'm sorry to keep rubbing salt in the wound about you not joining in the fun, but uh, you're a fan of the old Don Quixote? Yeah,
0: I like it that, yeah, it is open late. Um, I don't know if it's the best thing, though. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I got to get shit for people. <laughs> right, I got to go there and get it. Um, no, uh, I think there's a million things that are better. Again, I give you the Arthur Camp surprise underground pro wrestling show in a fucking basement. That's better. Um, I'll give you... Uh, I mean, always Yano's was great, but Yano's, I hear they can't get in. They can't get in this year. It's booked up. So if you're trying to go like post, um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom show or post dash show, you're not getting in Yano's. Um, it's booked. They're not taking anybody. So don't, I'm telling you right now, don't show up there because you're not going to get in. Um, and even our, our in couldn't get us in massive. It wasn't happening. Um, but there is a Plan B that I'm that I'm aware of where where they're going. So uh, I know I don't want to spill because I don't want to ruin it because I don't want everybody
1: showing.
0: Up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be ruined if everybody floods there and it's like fuck you fuckers. Uh what, you, I'll, I'll you should be texts.
1: sabotaging it as soon as you're not going.
0: <laughs> really, you know what? Yeah, I should be really, really let them know. No, I won't do that to those kids. They're sounds uh, like a fun time. Um, but uh, what else is even better than Don Quixote's in the middle of the night? um kaiten sushi oh god yeah yeah i I, know what i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss that fucking that that tonkatsu sandwich on the whitest of white bread the salt no crusts just white oh so the fucking delicious um i mean just just going just getting into nonsense in shibuya is you know it's a million places. Like, it's a little bit daunting if you don't speak the language or can't read Japanese. But, again, it's, like, just, like, they build things on top of things. So it's, like, five, six floors, and it's just non. Karaoke, drunk karaoke is fucking hilariously great. Um, I mean, look, it's Tokyo, man. That's the weird part. Like, I want to, like, the next time I go, I want to be, I want to explore a little bit in the sense of, I just want to go in random places. Like, I don't have the balls to just show up at, like, a bar. Sometimes, you know what I mean? But there's like, there's like, um, there's like punk rock bars and, and, and retro video game bars there, and just so much there. I mean, Don Quixote, quite honestly, is on the bottom of my list. Um, just because there's so much, so many other places where complete and other fucking nonsense can occur.
1: Retro video game bar sounds right up my street. I'll have to look into that. Uh, Louis says, yeah, uh, no question. Just glad that the former podcast I used to listen to, aka the Puracast, still lives on in a different form. Uh, Joel has been a great addition to the show since he started. Looking forward to more NJPW coverage from both of you guys in 2019. Thank you very much for that, Louis. Very, very kind. We appreciate that.
0: That is nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I said earlier, so thanks. Thanks for all the people who listened before and who continue to listen. I I definitely appreciate every one of you guys. Thanks.
1: Uh, Final Flash says your thoughts on the fact that other than the great Yoshihashi, no other Japanese New Japan wrestler has challenged for the US title. I think that hurts the importance of the belt since it seems that it's only for non-Japanese wrestlers instead of for all the mid-card guys. Thoughts? Yeah, that hadn't occurred to me before. Uh, I don't think it should just be the preserve of the Westerners. Um, I think it would be cool if you did have a mix of people going after it. Uh, I'm quite into the idea of Zack Sabre Jr. going for it and then um, you know, calling himself uh, the, the champion of the, the Americans or something like that. You know he come up with some creative, funny way of doing it. But uh, do you think we should see more Japanese wrestlers going for that? I think every person should go for every title. I do. I don't think there should be
0: any line in the sand by nationality. Um, if you're a good wrestler, you should challenge for a title that should be the storyline and not, oh, he's North American or he's British or he's whatever. And he's going to go for that title because that's the, you know, that's to me, that's, I don't like that at all. I like you're good. That's what you want. Go for it. And it could be a nice mix. I, I like that better.
1: Wrestling With My Girl asks, uh, do you think WWE has interest in doing to Japan what they've done in the UK? If so, what can the promotions there, perhaps New Japan specifically do to thwart the Fed? Uh, I'm sure that is exactly what they want to do and I suspect that they have designs upon turning Noah into WWE, uh, NXT, Japan. But uh, what could New Japan do to prevent that from happening? Be
0: better. Um, uh, And... and not only be better, but but make sure you're taking care of the home base as well. Again, we talk a lot about how, you know, expansion and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but don't forget about the people who brought you to the dance. And let's be truthful. That's the Japanese audience, and that is still your number one priority. So take care of them. Put on great shows like you always have. Um, and and do what you know is right as opposed to trying to uh, cater to a fan that that might be fickle and come and go. Um, you got to take care of your home base.
1: Japanese Retro Game Center says, how many Strong Zeros will be consumed on January 4th? Now, that's a, a, an important question. And you're the expert, and I want to pick your brains on this. So, obviously, I'm going to be going for the, the 9% tall boys. Uh How many of those is enough? Because uh, you don't want to drink too many of them because otherwise you're going to ruin the show for yourself. So, what do you reckon? Yeah. What's the optimum number of 9% Strong Zeros to consume before Wrestle Kingdom? Considering you're going to be in there for a while...
0: Yeah. Well, look, let's put it this way. So I'll give you I'll give you some perspective uh, again. Bigger guy uh, as you know, if we're being fair and I can drink, I can drink. Uh, so for me, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten Guinness at a sitting uh, over the collective night. I That could that can be done. I'm going to pay for it the next day, but I can do it. It's not every time, but it, it can be done. Strong Zeros a 9% alcohol, kids, right? Um, I probably had two or three outside of last year's Wrestle Kingdom, and I was feeling it. I was definitely feeling it. I walked into that Tokyo Dome, and I was f- feeling it. Now, sat down at our chairs uh, on the floor. Of course, more drinks, right? And they walk around. Um, they have the... the uh, of beer vendors, but they also have highball vendors, right? So Mackie sees the highball vendor and is like, oh, Damon, you want? And I'm like, yeah, of course. What the fuck? I got an empty hand. Come on. Here we go. Highball. I drank that drink, and I'm not going to lie, from that point forward, I was fucked. Like, not just, oh, I, I was like, okay, I got to focus on the roof of the Tokyo Dome. Because this fucking place is spinning drunk, right? My point being is this. That was the last drink that I had that night. That's for sure. Um, y- that 9% will sneak up on your ass if you're not ready for it. So my answer is two. Two is two is all you need. Uh, I Don't do the third one. The third one's going to be, especially if you're, you know, you know, if you're in the 200-pound range, 100-pound range, you know, Two's plenty, Uh, and then and then take it from there. That's that. That's my advice too.
1: Okay, Uh, Julie. noted. I'm going to write that down because uh, this is important stuff. Uh, I'm I'm glad that Japanese Retro Gaming Center is asking the big questions there. Uh, I'm sad to say Arsenal have lost our 22 match unbeaten streak has come to an end. I, I told you I had a bad feeling about this Southampton game. Three he headers from crosses. That's that's really bad. We need to work on those on training. Uh, Rbx2000 says: Given Damon's newfound interest in football, can I invite him to join Robbie Nielsen's Tangerine Army, Dundee United? Our accolades include the 1982-83 Scottish Premier League, reaching the finals of the 1986-87 UEFA Cup, and being unbeaten against Barcelona in competitive matches. And also asked, how many Tumblr blogs do you think went into meltdown with the imagery of the golden lovers covered in fake snow? I thought Kota looked really fetching with the snowflakes melting in his hair. There's something very cute about that, very uh, appealing.
0: Yeah, I could see I could see that audience uh, melting uh, at the uh, at the snow. So yeah, I think they uh, their heads exploded. Coll- a collective explosion occurred. Uh, with that fan base, absolutely, and uh, I don't know anything about that. So here's the thing: I, I'm I'm just kind of dipping my toes into the Arsenal thing. So uh, I'll put them on the back burner. Uh, Joel will have to advise me on uh, if if it's worth my time and effort. And here's the thing: I don't even think I would be able to see those games. I'd have to find some kind of streaming service to find their games, right? Because I'm because here in the states, I get like we get um, like the match of the day. On NBC Sportsnet or something, like that. Um, and it's usually like a you know it's, it's major Premier League teams. You know we're not getting the bottom feeder Premier League teams. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I would be able to even watch their game. So uh, I'll put it I'll put it in the maybe bucket.
1: Okay, uh, David asks, not counting All Elite Wrestling, if the New Japan and ROH partnership dissolves due to the Elite moving on, which other promotions do you see New Japan and ROH seeking out for similar partnerships? It may affect their US expansion, but obviously New Japan will be fine. It's really ROH I'm worried about. Yeah, things not looking too good for them. And from what I understand, was it final battle that they had the other night? wasn't exactly uh, a blow away success or or not the sort of um, turning over a new leaf that people were hoping for
0: yeah uh, um it's so on my two dude to watch I have not watched but uh, it's not like people are, are are hammering my phone saying I gotta check anything out so uh yeah they they are definitely in a uh in flux and in a pivotal part of their turnaround and we're all kind of on pins and needles waiting for it because they 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 need it it feels like they they need a new coat of paint for sure and uh, it's going to take a little bit to develop those stars but again that's what Ring of Honor are, are Ring of Honor are Ring of Honor is um, you know they've, they've been through this before they've had talent leave to go on to more lucrative opportunities that's what they are and so they'll come back I, I don't think they won't but it,
1: it might take a little bit uh, what about other promotions they could partner up with I, I can't really think of it maybe MLW could you see that being a thing or, or any other promotions that spring to mind
0: New Japan or Ring of Honor.
1: Uh, I th- think the question was, well, both if they if they do st- still partner together. But I mean, let's keep it to New Japan. Could you see New Japan reaching out to any other U.S. based promotions?
0: No, I don't think they need to. Um,
1: I think, truth. I mean,
0: uh, you know, this Madison Square Garden show is sold out because of New Japan. It's not sold out because of Ring of Honor, right? Uh, we 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 can all agree to this, right? <laughs> we all know we all know who's selling out Madison Square Garden. It's not Ring of Honor. It's New Japan, and it's great that Ring of Honor is there for the ride and it's great that Sinclair Broadcasting is it helped secure the arena and use their stroke to do whatever they had to do. But but the reason tickets went on sale and sold out in a half an hour is because of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's let's that's let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Um they don't need to partner with anybody. Ring of Honor uh I mean I, I, I I do know that they have a partnership now with the Monster Factory, right, for, for training, right? It's like now the Ring of Honor Dojo or something like that. So um, at least they have a little bit more of a conduit to future stars and, and really green pro wrestlers to hopefully find and develop and nurture and make a star. But again, it's, the, their, their biggest problem, Ring of Honor's biggest challenge is holding on to people right it's it's really not even creating new stars because if you look at traditionally of what they've been able to accomplish they have done that their biggest challenge is is getting people to a certain point and keeping them that's been the that's been the biggest headache for them um so uh, until they can do that they're always going to have this problem so they're always going to have to restock the supply and and that that's going to come in cycles there's going to be down periods and there's going to be booms um that's 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 the cycle of life when it comes to this. So uh, if they can hold on to talent, that's got to be their goal. Um, not necessarily making new stars.
1: All right, let's do one more before we get out of here. Uh, Derek says, fuck, marry, kill, Kenny, Cota, Cody. I got to fuck one of them. I got to marry
0: one of them. And I got to kill one of them. Kenny, Cota, and Kota. Co- Kenny, Kenny, Cota, Coy- Cody. Co- All right. I'm marrying...
1: I tell you, I'm going to marry Cody yeah, because I, hate- I think he he would be a good these, spouse. He these, seems, these questions. He, he looks after these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hate these questions. Well, I'm going to answer it. <laughs> Again, I'm well, going to okay. answer it. I think Cody is right, a, a good spouse. Right. I think Cody uh, seems to he's ambitious. Uh, you know, he makes good money. Uh, he he likes dogs, so he's got that going for him. And he and Brandy look happy together. So I think Cody would make a, a good husband. Um, Kenny and Kota probably fuck Kota, kill Kenny. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's the Super yeah, J-Cast, yes,
0: ladies and yes, gentlemen. That, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. I get your logic of this, but like, I just don't have the, the, the mental capacity to really kind of sort that through. Um, that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's why okay, we make fine. such
1: a great team, Damon.
0: I agree. I agree. You, t- you take care of that for me. Um, but I would agree with that. It makes logical sense. So I'm going to go along with that plan. I'll marry Cody and kill Kenny and <laughs> have passionate have passionate sex have sexy time in the snow between the sheets with in the oh oh in the snow and uh at first we'll start deep make out and then uh we'll go from there with koda abushi oh, congratulations going
1: oh, We need to go and have a cold shower now i'm getting all flustered and hot under the collar here um let, let, let's wrap this up then um well, okay, well, I don't need to plug the awards anymore because that's finished. So thank you, everyone, for voting for that. And I've already plugged the Discord. Uh, you can find the link to join that in the show notes. Uh, pro Wrestling Tees, it's not too late to get something in time for Christmas. Uh, we've got four excellent shirt designs up there, so uh, have a look at those. Uh, thank you to Editor Dan. You can check out his YouTube channel, 219 Films and a Vodcast. Please subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Lots of excellent shows up there. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye.